is the war of making stars.net. Did you know that Star Wars was a movie before it was a book? This is a fact. Uh, hey, Jesse, what are you doing here? Where have you been? What the hell? I've been lurking. He's on strike. Hey, He's on strike. you're clean cut. No. Uh, <laughs> hey, how's it going, Rob? Um, oh, huh? shit. Am I what? Talk? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Man, I'm just um, waiting for this. We got, we're getting ready for the summer movie season here, buddy. You know? It's true. It's the Lego season, too. I saw that uh, Lego ad for the uh, Batcave, Batman Returns cave. So you're going to give Santa a Woody. Don't stop yeah. talking Lego. Like, like, yeah, he's yeah. very I, excited. He's almost gave me a Woody. This is a shadow box. That is, I'm going to mount that on my wall, man. <laughs> Transformers are monkeys now. Yes. I'm not. Um, to, right now they're showing Indiana Jones at at cons, and a bunch of people are going to see it come onto the internet and then tell us all about what happened and whether it's they think it's good or it's bad, and then we're going to um, talk about that tomorrow, unless it happens while we're on the show. That they, they released no, Snyder's like, not Snyder's not doing until five, so I imagine. It's an hour later. Than okay, normal. I I don't even know where that is. I'm a poor. I'm a, I'm a, what they call a poor, and so I don't even know where that is. I I, mean, I, I never I'm got to go. What you guys are even talking about? I'm poor than that. So, <laughs> but poor. yeah, I'm a, I'm a poor, uh, and um, so I don't I won't get to see it, but everyone else uh, will see it, and then they they will tell they will they will tell as us as a true will be there. As the true is there right now. Person, he gets everywhere. Man, I um, they're they're letting everybody see the the Flash. Everybody's seen the Flash, but us. That's true. Everybody. I want to like see. Battlefront update. Gonna... I love I love Battlefront updates. Don't get me wrong. Battlefront updates got to see Flash. That's how like Stephen King and Battlefront updates. That's <laughs> that's the spectrum of people that got to see the Flash. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. Everybody says it's good though. Everybody says it's it's. It's pretty damn good, so that's cool. Twenty eight days, that's mm-hmm. right. Twenty eight days, e- eating for Keaton. I got so. a timer going on. I got a monitor with just a timer because it counts down. Yeah. Um, on Monday, the the Indiana Jones tickets go on sale. So if you want to go to the first one Monday, you're gonna want to buy your tickets if you want the good seats. So I'm gonna do it. You know, I think I'm gonna see it. You're By the way, this shirt. Outside? This like shirt did the last time you saw it used to be Jones black. Movie? This used to be a pure black shirt. Uh-huh. The years have not been kind. <laughs> I, they made. I can't say where they made that shirt. People will be insensitive. Like, <laughs> well, know, it's like, true. Yeah, yeah. In Canto, they made mm-hmm. that. The Can- city Canto of industry, by- Jason. Yeah, just don't make it like they used to. But yeah, so. There, there, there's gonna be a, a new Indiana Jones movie. You, you'll even if you don't like it, you'll get a new John Williams score. And even if you don't like it, you still get a John Williams score. Which a phoned-in John Williams score is still probably better than your other favorite person's best score. Usually, yeah, it's, it's good for um, at least, right? And and they, uh, oh, they they canceled the. Uh, us poor's don't don't get to go to that either, but the. What do you call it? The Galactic Star Cruiser. They finally yeah. canceled that that shit. They finally said, you know what? 
I don't think it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna catch on, you guys. <laughs> this is the first time ever. Was that the first? Mm-hmm. Was it the first time I I threw a fit on this show, or was it the holiday? Was it Disney Plus Day? Rob, was it? Honestly, I think you've been throwing a fit since day one. No, I was I was on good behavior until that Disney <laughs> Plus Day hit. I, mean, I just oh, I was no, blindsided was, by the it was start. Both days. It was both times. I think actually. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely I I threw a fit both days. I'm just trying to figure out which one was the first. Which one was first? I think it. Yeah, I think it might have been Disney Plus Disney Day. Plus Day first. Yeah, yeah. then Star Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen a stare at Twitter longer. Like, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest though. Waiting for something no. to happen. <laughs> Star Cruiser, Star Cruiser was 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 so expensive that it was offensive, and the and the fact, uh, some people who went said they had a good time. Good for you, but at the same time, it's like uh, all of the stupid shit, like how the captain looked and everything. I'm glad that shit looked stupid because I. What any excuse to not spend that money on that? And and, and they gave it, it looks, to every fucking step of the way. So before oh, yeah. before Galaxy's Edge came out, it looks the way everyone feared a Disney built yes. Star Wars theme park would look, right? Without like, Lucas's involvement. <laughs> Star Tours nineteen eighty five part six. But that without actually, Lucas had involvement. That would look closer. That. that would probably look closer to what it because this was like I'm a train conductor from space. <laughs> you're like, no, you're not. No, you just look like an asshole. You know? And I'm an asshole, so I know. You look just like me. But it was, yeah, I mean, I mean, so like that thing going away, it's like, yeah. Uh, and then it, it's funny to see all of these like, like, and, and once again, I'm not knocking the people who got to go for, for like free. Like, really, seriously, that's rad. Good for you. Get everything you can for free. Free 99 is the nice price. At the same time, though, you see those people who got to go for free going like, oh, you should go. God, you guys are really missing out. It's like, yeah, because you, you didn't have to pay fucking three grand to uh, yes. deal with three that grand. bullshit. That's yeah. like six grand. It was like six grand. For like six grand. grand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was doing it in my math where we were all going in on it, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, like six. It's, yeah, the it's, cheap route. <laughs> yeah, but Jedi yeah. Mike, Legoland's worth the money, man. Jedi Mike, yeah, Legoland's worth the money. Hey, Le- Le- Legoland, California, dude. Legoland <laughs> lets <laughs> this invites this poor to go all the time. This poor takes him up on it. I'm always like, yeah, like, let's go take some Star Wars pictures and put them on social media to justify our existence. That sounds good. Legoland is the Marshall Scotties of theme parks. You know what? You gotta be you gotta be a little old. You had to grow up in Southern California. Know what the fuck I'm talking about? But like that's that's what we're talking about there, right? Like <laughs> Le- Le- Legoland is really good if you're if you have a kid who really likes legos but if you just go like if you're just like oh yeah legos are fun i'll buy a lego set once every five years and and put it together on a rainy day um it's not gonna be for you you know what i mean like at the end of the day it's um but i i take my my kids there my son he has a good time but it is also kind of a half day place you know what i mean you spend about three four hours there and you're like okay we're good you know, yeah, it, it's not, it's not, it's not Santa's village, Rob. It's not Santa's village, but as it true says, Legoland's greater than Disney. I'm reading that right, right? Yeah. Disney, I got my... As, okay. as it true is like my, is like my son. He's, he's one of those little weirdos. He's like, Oh, Legos. Bricks. No, he grew up with Bionicle. More bricks. And Le- yeah. 
he grew up with, with Bionicle and, and Lego Star Wars, and so he's a little biased, right? Like he he's got it's like I guess if maybe they made a, a Transformers land and it was it was really dumb, you and I would still be impressed that there's a Transformers land, right? <laughs> oh, at, at at Universal Studios, they have these like almost life size Transformers that come out that are like huge robot suits. They're yeah. fucking amazing. Like yeah. I, I I just watch it. I'm just like that's fucking neat, you know? Like so yeah, if they, if they did that. Um, Big Shack, why didn't you let us get in your luggage? You know, sleep on your floor, huh? Oh, oh, because you spent six thousand dollars on it and you didn't want us around. Oh, that makes sense. I understand. Well, coincidentally, that's the entire sum of money that Steel made, Jason. Well, like, like, uh, Jason, let's get that you know straight. What, what was that, Jesse? You're not exactly quiet on an air mattress when you. That's you true. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. No. But. Um, oh yeah, and that's that's the other thing is uh, Richie points out all four indie movies and Young Indie on Disney Plus May thirty first. So that's one of those scenarios where it's like I already bought that stuff, so I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. But I mean, I think it's good for like families who haven't seen it, kids who haven't seen it before who might discover it and then be like, oh, there's a new one, I'll go see it and and have a good time. I recommend showing your kid Temple of Doom. Start with that one. That's the way I started. You'll grow up right, you know. Yeah, gives you gives you hairs. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing freaked out my little neighbor's kid more than when he wanted to wrestle one day, and I threw him to the ground and started you grabbing, put my hand on his chest, and started saying "Um num shaba, um num shaba." The when, scream that little uh, kid let out. <laughs> when when, yeah, when, was when I was. A, when I was a kid, like my 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 I had, my grandfather was like super cool, but super super religious, super Christian, and uh, we we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and at the end of it, you know, he was like he he enjoyed it, he had a good time, and he was like, you know, there's really nothing in this that like you know wasn't necessarily anything I like, and then we watched uh, Last Crusade after that. We went to the theater, we saw Last Crusade, and there's that part where. Indy says, what does he say? Does he say God damn? And he gets slapped and he said, that's for blasphemy, right? And I remember my grandfather being like, yeah, yeah, he got you. He got you and he liked it. And then, so anyway, so 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 I the, the uh, box set comes out on video and uh, he gets it for me and, I, and, I, and I, I got it. But my little cousin goes to stay with my grandmother and my grandfather without me and they're like, we're going to watch the Indiana Jones movies. I'm like, have a good time. And um, my grandfather's not there, but they, my grandmother and my little cousin put on Temple of Doom. And he starts crying in the middle of it because of the fucking <laughs> like, like monkey brains and stuff. He couldn't, yeah, handle, yeah. Like, he couldn't handle that shit. And then my, my grandmother's just like, I don't know what this was. I don't know why you said this was okay to watch. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Come on. Yeah. Come on. They had they had the same thing in Twenty Thousand Leagues. That's a Twenty Thousand Leagues under the sea gag. Uh, they'd watch right, the great just tell outdoors her. and watch that bear get its butt blown off. No, nobody. Kurt, Kurt, nobody saw that. Nobody saw Twenty Thousand Bald headed bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, on both ends. Did, did you know on on the uh, the haunted mansion ride the like like organ piano keyboard thing that's in there in the room with all of the ghosts projected onto the thing i think that's from Twenty Thousand leagues into the sea as well yeah like nemo's, that was like a prop yeah yeah it's nemo's uh 
can't even that or it's inspired but i don't know if it's the same one but it might be the same one i I met uh jeremy conrad at disney that one time and i went on the haunted mansion with him and he pointed out that there's this like big hole in the glass and they put like a spider over it because like that whole thing is like a giant piece of glass in there it's like one solid piece and somebody snuck a bb gun onto the ride and shot a hole in it like in the 70s or something and they like never, but but they've never had like the justification to change that whole giant piece of glass. So they just so they so if you look on if you look in there, you'll just see like see this like spider slapped over it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, we went to you know it was Universal when we did the Harry Potter ride and mm-hmm. uh, kind of waiting you know you're waiting in line and you're going through there and you kind of file through and. It, it's the one thing that really kind of took me out of it was like they really kind of don't really make a big deal about you being able to see the mechanics of the ride in the way that yeah especially like how it's on that gigantic arm and knuckle and the whole thing and so yeah it, it kind of you're getting a preview of what's going to happen kind of to the ride if you've never been on it before you know and it looks i thought of- it sucked yeah. i went on it for the, for the first time this week is is uh last week was penny's birthday and uh, I took her to a uh, Universal Studios, and we went on it for the for the first time. And I'm like, that ride is from like before every like the Hogwarts shit opened up, and then everything after that was like next level. Yeah, and that whole thing is it's not that good. Is I, I was excited about it, like I was like, because um, there was like a deal for uh, passes, so I was like, oh, we'll, we'll get Universal passes, we'll do that for a bit. And I never gone to the Harry Potter stuff. I'll buy you guys some wands. You guys will be little nerds out there. We'll have a good time. And so we went and did it. And I was like, yeah, this is a little, you know, it's it's not that good for 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 what Harry Potter is. That place could be a lot better. I and I it made me appreciate Galaxy's Edge more. But it also makes me still laugh at the Galactic Starfish. What's the size comparison? I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet. So what's the size comparison? It's a lot smaller. It's a lot smaller. Galaxy's Edge is what, where it's sort of like it's sort of um, designed intelligently is that it's like a big circle and and you could almost like walk it and almost like keep going and if, until you know what everything is, it makes it feel even bigger though mm-hmm. because because of, of the way that the way that like traffic flows through it. but it also has like 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 three exits or entrances and exits into it as well. So it doesn't get crowded. Like congestion is well managed. It's excellently like built, and like where circle, yeah, and with 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 three places to, to leave. So it, it, it's so the flow is set up really good. Whereas you go to like the Hogwarts thing, you hit that fucking train, and everybody just said, "Guys, your fucking Hogwarts train!" And then you just you're like you can't do anything, and you're just like, "I want to just get right past you people," and you can't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's from the from the uh, before times. But I went on that ride, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is this is like not as cool as I thought it would be." And it's kind of cool that they have like like Harry, Hermione, and Ron, and all them. But they're just like literally just look like they put TVs up in front of a the balcony with them on it. <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. Yeah, hi guys. Is, yeah, if I feel like I'm, I feel like like. Like like Harry Potter's fucking skyping in to me right now as opposed yeah, to like being there. Like worse than a, like a VIP backstage pass. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I also say like it came out. You know, the, I don't know when when did that come out? How long? That's been there for years now, right? 
at least I don't know. 2019, I think, at least. That's it was that I'm late? Thinking. I thought it was like for some reason I thought it was like way like I thought I'd been there for like five years by now or something. But what either way, yeah, not 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 so not so hot, but um but that but I guess if you had a reservation for the Galactic Star Cruiser and it was like after the time it's gonna close, they're gonna let you change it to a time before if you want to. Because no one else is going anyway, so just go ahead and come on over. True, <laughs> <laughs> um, my one three days in for just one giant day. I don't know. Yeah, for six or, grand, you could have the best vacation in any other country or you to go to. If you're I mean, like, if you're about to file for divorce, uh, you should just go spend that money instead of giving it to your to your future ex. Just go spend it right now, and then you can just say you did. So you did it. Disgruntled you know? divorce dad Jason's my favorite I, action I, figure. I didn't. No, no, that's not. I we we we're cool. We we. Uh, I, I was like, that's my shit. That's your shit. It does he good. come with the closet too, Rob? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it comes with a Freddy sweater for certain. <laughs> right. That's in the closet. Closet place that sold separately. Uh huh. Yeah. And a little willow drawing. Ah, uh, man. When I was I was when I was watching um. When I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3 the second time, I started thinking about it. I was like, this is what they thought they were doing with Willow. Like, It's for whatever reason didn't <laughs> occur to me. They thought they were going to get John Kasdan and he was going to go and he was going to do what Guardians of the Galaxy does, but for Willow on Disney+. Plus. That yeah. right there is the actual scary part about the, the Lucasfilm management right there. You always hear this made up shit like, oh, I'm afraid of it because of the woke virus or whatever they're going to say. Just some, it's like, yeah, that they're fucking Disney. They're as mainstream as you can get. You're just fucking yeah. whatever. But when it, but when it comes to that, that's when I go, shit, sometimes they make some wacky ass calls over there. And that's like maybe the, the biggest was, one they ever made. So I was listening to uh, some Vince Gilligan interviews and I kind of went back in time, like 2019 interview he did and a 2012 interview he did. Okay. And he was talking about executives, right? And he goes, you know, I, uh, he's like, a lot of people think executives are stupid. He's like, a lot of them, they really aren't. But what they do is mm-hmm. they just question their own judgments. Mm-hmm. So you'll get something where you, you get to start on something, but then they don't really want to commit to it. And they tell you, we don't want to, we don't want to dumb it down, but could you <laughs> basically dumb it down? <laughs> like, yeah. And that to me explains for me, explains a lot of the recent like mando stuff man it feels like we were getting something smart right. and then people got involved and then they questioned and then they made it so e- we want to make sure everyone gets what's going on and they left like, a mark like, on the, the product in a way that kind of showed that yes we're letting you know that we have this little bit of doubt because we can't commit to this thing fully so we have to leave this set piece or this little root of something in here to to give ourselves plausible deniability that hey look we're kind of sticking to a formula here or we're sticking to something and it's like no 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 you weren't i i think my 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 joke of a title for this video did you know star wars was a movie before it was a book i i feel like that um exemplifies probably where favreau's at with a lot of the shit in the sense that it, he has to go, oh, geez, it's a good thing we got Pablo Hidalgo here, or I wouldn't know where the fuck my keys are. Like that kind well, of shit. You know? to talk to you but about but, but, but because... that's that's how that's how that shit played because they're like, oh god, this is confusing to dumb people. 
this is confusing to people who can't keep up. And then they, right. and then, then they get into over, you know, over explaining things. And also they had a really complicated t- task of trying to make Mando season three be a jump off for the rest of everything else. And well, yeah, the, just... the thing that I, I just was taking away is um, one of the interviews I listened to was when he was get promoting El Camino, which was the, the epilogue sort of movie that was on Netflix, right? That was uh, terrible, by the way. I, I was bored. I watched. I mean, it was terrible. Well, but it's an extended episode. And, but yeah. what, I'm, I'm getting into that. Okay, okay, okay. What I'm interested in, though, is Vince is a guy who, who actually started in movie screenplays. He sold a screenplay in 1990. And okay. then, and then um, they basically had him. He was just pitching screenplays from his, from his home in Virginia. And what he says is he was just jerking off and playing video games all the time. He didn't do anything. And yeah. so he eventually ran out of money and then got a job on uh, moved to LA, got a job on X-Files and then he, you know, that's where he's like actually learned to do his job, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he was talking about having a writer's room and how like he really appreciates that. Like mm-hmm. he grew to accept it, but then when he goes to write the movie, he's kind of back on his own. It's a singular event. And I was thinking, okay, there's a TV guy. He kind of starts in movies, gets into TV, does that for about 20 years. And then writes a film, but when you when you watch it, yeah. By the way, he also did script work on Hancock. By the way, like punch up work on that. Okay. Before Breaking Bad, when they were trying to get Breaking Bad put out there. But I think about that because because El Camino, I, I enjoy it, but it's an epilogue episode. It's not a film. Like a film is sort of like I feel as lyrical or has this it has a different vibe than a TV yeah, it's show not episode. A, I don't think it's right a- and. And I think Favreau's guy is <coughs> used to writing film. You know what I mean? And it's like you can do that for one or two episodes, maybe on a show, but you can't sustain that over 12, 13, 15 episodes. And even Vince was like, yeah, I, can't, I got four guys in the writer's room. He was actually talking about this is a 2012 episode um, in the Nerdist is an interview uh, he did. And he was saying how like he was a little fortunate on that first season because the writer's strike happened. Mm-hmm. And he was so busy on set, like picking the colors and like you know what I'm mean? picking the outfits and the locations that he had like four people working back, you know, back in Burbank on that stuff, and on the remainder of the episode on the series, and he didn't, he he kind of wasn't checking in with them, mm-hmm. and then when he saw what they were working on, they kind of went off on a hell of a weird tangent. So like the writer strike gave him like the pause to at least like <laughs> shelve that and then you know come back. So like, I just I just think that's a it's it, that's someone who's speaking you know from from something I think that's going on right now. Like maybe season four could be the pause if if they wrote it in anticipation of right getting all that mm-hmm. stuff done before the strike. But that's kind of an impossible thing now, or maybe it's not impossible. But if it gives them the chance to legitimately say, hey, maybe we can bring in some more help to kind of punch us up or get it, you know, like. However, they want to work out the writer's credit, but I just think, like again, one filmmaker writing every episode for three seasons of different things. James Gunn hasn't like written three seasons of Peacemaker by himself. You know what I mean? No. Like, back, yeah, back, and, back, but back. But, uh, but but also or four when you count. Fav- right? Favreau didn't write three on his own either. You know, he had uh, the guy who's Dave sleeping me at the moment. And he had Filoni as well. And the guy who's who's who was given full story credit, from what I understand, he's he's been writing with him 
and as a writer on it since like season. Well, this two is what interests me too because because I was thinking about but, that. But guy but, but, but I don't before. Dis- I don't disagree with the deeper thesis of it is time to well, have more writers is, on the, on the show who are taking his stories and then developing them into yeah, yeah and this great. is where I wanted to bring it back to Vince cuz he said he came in on X-Files in season 3 yeah you know so he was the first he said I'm the first writer who came on who came as a fan of the show everyone who was on there before had helped create the show but they they didn't needed people who were like fans of and then when he came on he's like the first idea I pitched they looked at me like I was fucking nuts, but they ended up doing like four seasons later. And that was the cops episode where like X-Files teams up with cops and shit. Cause mm-hmm. he was like, you know, he wanted to do some comedy, but he wanted, he knew the care. He wanted to do, take the characters. He was interested in where the characters were as a fan, not so much as the people who were currently writing them, you know? Right. And that's, that's something that I think now, like if you could find working professionals who were a real fan of the, the gist of the show, and are maybe lost in the weeds. And the way that I'm only using lost in the weeds in a very, I'm not being hyperbolic, I'm being that loosely, but when Favreau said that he didn't know how to write Grogu separate from, from Din, right? From Mando, right. you know, like I think of a working professional fan, right? Mm-hmm. Of the show probably would. Right. You yeah. know, like because Favreau didn't start off with that concept of them being apart. You know, it's kind of hard to get your head away mm-hmm. from that, you know? Um, Maria says, sorry, what was that, Jesse? We wouldn't have got the no button in the mech episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Maria says, Dave Filoni only wrote season three Ahmed Best episode. Noah Clore co-writes with John Favreau almost exclusively previously. Um, Noah works for John's production company. Right, exactly. But also, like, I, when it come when it comes to the, like, changes, um, if, if Noah was to go and and Filoni were to go and write on any episode, but under thirty percent, no credit. And I know for a fact, I don't know what the percentages really are that 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 they that they would do, but I know for a fact that it, um, the credited ones aren't the only things that that those people wrote. And so, same thing with the, with the, like the uh, directing thing. I've seen Favreau. I saw Favreau direct like tons of season one and he's not a director on season one. So there's a little bit more of a team effort going on there between, between them. And like, like in my opinion, I, I kind of think like everybody's like my, my confidence is, sh- is shaken in Favreau, but they Filoni. I'm like, I think that's the same thing. I don't think it's that different. Really. I don't think like, uh, I kind of think that at the moment they're kind of sinking and swimming together. So it's they were kind of my like platoon thing. They were kind of doing like a platoon thing. Or <laughs> what way? Directing as a platoon where you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, that's, that's like, like when, when, you know, you see anybody in this thing, take total credit r- responsibility or credit. It's just always kind of like, not exactly like reality, yeah. You know, like like on the the episode, like like the first season uh, with um, Bryce Dallas Howard. This isn't to take anything away from her, but I, I on the ATST episode, I saw John Favreau behind the camera giving the directions, doing the stuff like for like a week. You were there for some of that, Jesse. I think you yeah. were there, and um, <laughs> and it's like yeah, and and it's like so 
you know, when you when you take it like like all together, you're like, yeah, like you know what I mean? It, it's 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 teamwork um, to to like some degree, and uh, so. But my hope is that there's only so many places you could put your brain at one time. And like a lot of it was going into Ahsoka and what's coming after Mando 3. Because like the the problem I think with Mando 3, like my my big critique of it isn't actually necessarily anything that it that it does specifically, but as much as how it goes about doing those things. Like the Carson Teva issues with the New Republic, all of that stuff is to me like by itself is fine, but it would have been more interesting if Mando's doing this adventure. We cross paths with Carson. That's where we learn about this other thing. And then we go on with it. But instead it's like, here, we're going to focus on this. You know what I mean? We're going to focus on like, oh, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a plan on, on a plan on Coruscant and I'm going to be a good guy now. Cause I used to be a bad guy scientist, but it's like, there was just kind of ways to like interweave that into the, into a larger narrative of adventure and fun instead of making it just, here's what you need to know. Cause yeah. I feel like I was reading the, looking back on it. Now it feels like I was reading the cliff notes for how to get to season four. Like if we're, or every, whatever. Time think we're every time you think they're going open world, it's like, no, we're staying closed mission here and uh, yeah. you're not really going anywhere else. And it's like, there, but there are so many threads that like you said, that could have been, led the ghost somewhere that we could have followed and they could have just went on without using <coughs> but it just yeah pigeonholing themselves into this this just one one note scenario and it just was it became so taxing well what is that noise that's ice cream truck oh, the ice cream man coming down oh dude get can you can you get can you get Big Maria? Toe. Uh, well, get Big toe. Maria, what do you want, Maria? Slime I think Maria wants. Some. He'd be chasing ice cream man down. I think she wants a Pac Man Turtle with head. the gum, but she wants the oh, ghost one because it comes with two mm. gum. The yeah, ghost one. Turtle? What? No, that's that's shit. Yeah. Taco, taco, Ninja Turtles. No. It's got the gumballs and it's got turtles. It's better than Pac Man. <laughs> yeah, but um, Maria says uh, for the podcast listeners. Noah is is the only story editor, and he gets a title card. He writes a big percentage, but under the story editors, there's a staff writers, writers assistants, and editors assistants. Yeah, I don't sure. like any of them right now. I don't think it's working. Like <laughs> you yeah, know. talking about getting yeah, an actual writer. Room. Assistants there, so. maybe. <laughs> so yeah, great. he's got he's got a buddy doing it, but much time and craft services. It. No, it, it Lucas had Jonathan Hales, and that didn't work out too well. So. Yeah, that's it. I, I I would actually uh, say it worked out great for you, Rob. No, made me quit read... Star Wars for like ten years. Real good yeah, job, <laughs> but you came back. If it, if it, if 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 Hell's had came in, you probably wouldn't have come back. Uh, you could read those drafts. I mean, it, it's the the uh, Jonathan Hell's pass, the Tom Stoppard, uh, uncredited Tom Stoppard pass for Revenge of the Sith. All of those things made his scripts. Um, I gotta make a, a Tom Stoppard shirt. No yes, one has Mumbo it. Jumbo. Yes, Un- Mumbo Jumbo ice cream trucks. Yes, they have them in my town. They are everywhere. Yeah, it, it was it was yeah. funny though when Tom Stoppard like leaked onto the internet. I remember that day. Everyone's like, "Oh, f- thank God, it's not gonna suck." Like, thank God, it's gonna be like this one thing. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Ha ha, George Lucas is crazy now. He doesn't give a fuck." It's, this is he's Kurtz. He's Kurtz in Apocalypse now, and you're 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 in his fucking world right now. And Tom Stoffer just has to go in there and, and and he has to put on the bandana and deal with it. That's all. Mm-hmm. That, that's nothing to do with with uh, it getting less insane. Uh, but 
uh, I love those movies. So I'm like, hey, if if it works, and 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 I I I do love Mando season three. I mean, I do. I had a good time watching it. I I enjoy it. I don't think it's like garbage. I'm not like, oh, let me put on my scarf and then you know go watch fucking Fellini films now. Like, <laughs> no, I'm watching fucking Star Wars. It's it's dumb. It's fucking cool. Whatever. But you know, at the same time, it doesn't mean like we can't be like you know critically assess something that we love, which is why my wife left me. Like but feel, you know, like people feel mm-hmm. smart after watching the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes show. <laughs> oh man, I, those things cheat. I don't. I don't like it when it cheats. I, I. I don't like it when you can't solve a mystery. I've said this before on the show. I don't like it when it when they when they withhold information. Mm-hmm. So that way they are like you can't win. The game is rigged. It, it um, I want to solve the mystery with you. Sherlock Poker Face does it well. Poker Face does it fucking extraordinarily well. That one doesn't make me mad. And um I, I think and Rob I finally you finally watched it, right? <laughs> you finally watched it. You finally yes. watched episode well, 1. I'm 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 third season. I mean episode 4. I'm up four. Okay. My my only like my only like without spoiling it for you my only like critique of the whole thing is the fact that it's like you know what if we did modern golden age of TV stuff but we mixed it with like Columbo and Murder She Wrote right so you get yeah mutual but but you get into that to that uh, when when you when I watched it week to week I think like the first three came out and then I watched it week to week after the first three and it was like uh, it the formula got a little bit like. Eh, and I kind of wanted like the mystery or the 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 main story stuff to be interwoven more into the episodes. Yeah, it kind of just fucks off for a long time, and and it's so so that's where I was. I kind of got frustrated with it, and then um, you know, like when season two comes out, I will probably watch it. I, I plan on watching season two of it if, when they do it, but at the same time, I just hope it's not the the same show that we just got like exactly. But but it, it is nice to kind of have that like universal mystery like kind of vibe back. Yeah, and I feel time. like I'm seeing a, a long my sense is that I'm seeing a long version of a character's origin story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're seeing her become the thing. She's not the thing. She's got one trick, but she, her learning how to solve mysteries is something she's learning as she goes along and she doesn't know it, you know? Yeah. So it's like a hmm. big, it's like a long, it's like, it's like Columbo. Okay. Unbreakable. I, I, I got, I got a lot to say on that, but I'm, but I can't say it until you finish. Okay. So you, you oh, go well. finish and then we'll go back to it or, or I could just spoil it all for you, whatever you want. I don't binge. So hey, hey. give me another week. I, I got a lot of work, man. It's kind of practically a ghost for God's sakes. I mean, it's only been out for just because like you eat at the food months. truck every day, Jesse. Don't mean I have to eat it. Oh, uh, Jesse gets to go to the food truck. <laughs> yeah, I'm they had one pass his house, it's just for him. <laughs> hey, Jesse, your burrito's here. <laughs> I got a food truck. Extra sour cream. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Rice Dreams, the food truck in my town, by the way. See, he knows it. <laughs> yeah. He knows it. Just saw him yesterday. Should be watching today. Yeah. No. And I, I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to binge Poker Face because, like I said, I watched it week to week. And, uh, but, but I, I do think that if I was filling the formula week to week, I think I would probably still feel that if I was binging it. Well, you know, I don't know if that would change for me on that on that front because it is formulaic by design. So it's kind of not. 
like I said, it's not it's not bad that it's formulaic. It's just that the central plot needed to be interwoven into the formula. So that way it doesn't feel so like that way you're getting that familiar, but you're also getting like something that is continuing. I, I don't know. But, so but I like Momo Jumbo. Momo Jumbo says, yeah, Rob, but you can eat at Fuddruckers every day. <laughs> Understand that as long as you get the whole wheat bun, it's almost keto. Yeah, he's there oh, for like... limited soda, though. That's what he's there for. Yeah. I, I think the last time I ate at Fuddruckers was with my first girlfriend and her grandma in 1996. I don't think, I think I've that ever was well, maybe once. Yeah. Oh no, they got one in Phoenix, and when I go out sometime next year, uh, I'm definitely going to Fuddruckers. Like, <laughs> unless there's another, unless the pandemic, you know, unless another pandemic two variant. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. 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 I, you never know. If 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 there's another one, I'm just gonna go complete anti-vaxxer just for the different experience. You know, from the first one. You know, I did yeah. the first one. I did the first one. And, <laughs> I did the living know, thing. I want to try but, death next. But time. you know that that other one, that other one of like spending all of my money on Postmates. Fuck that! I just want to die. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? These kids know how, my my kids know how to make pizza rolls. They can take care of themselves. <laughs> you know what? I thought Benny had to had to use the air fryer in the microwave. I think they're good. So, yeah. for the record, I don't let her use the air fryer. Um, oh, oh. So since it's a since it's a open book day we're on the eve yeah, we, of uh, we do whatever we want and yeah i played another hour of some zelda last night before bedtime and yeah. uh it's as i figured i spent most of it just trying to make make some stuff to get across areas you know and i'm mm -hmm. like look this is really fun but i'm never like i have so little time i can't spend an hour like making a raft you know what i mean when you before i used to just have a raft yeah like i just so like I think it's fun for people who have if you got plenty of free time, you know, and you got nothing better to do, like this is a fun game. But it's not a race, Rob. You know, like, it's not a race. You can take as long as you want. But it's with a it. long, it's a big area you gotta cover. It, it's a marathon. <laughs> like you're trying to you can't physically you run out of stamina, you'll drown. You have to like build stuff to get to places and it's the building yeah, stuff. And I'm like Jedi Survivor makes you craft now too. You gotta craft in that one as well. Yeah. Do you? No. A bit. Yeah, you gotta craft just some what is it? I I haven't got that far yet. You had to craft like clothes yeah. or some shit. No, you just find shit. You just like open up boxes and you're like, cool, I got a poncho, like the first game. But I, I've I have almost I've almost got all the stuff in Survivor. Like I just kind of like been getting on playing like like a 30 minute sit down where I, I've unlocked like where everything is on the map in the mm -hmm. game so I can know where all of the stuff is post game. I just get on there, I just walk around. Pick up a couple of things, and then, then I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a replay after I've had have everything on like a hard difficulty by myself without my kid being like, let me play too. I'm like, no, it's mine now. The yeah, building controls for the, the building mm -hmm. controls are fairly simple, but again, it's it's so weird. It's like I feel like Nintendo really wants the controls of like VR, right? The VR controls, like remember they used to try to mimic those with the Wii, but like it wasn't. You know, it wasn't um, yeah. articulate enough to do. It was too early in the tech. And now with these controls, I'm like, I feel like Nintendo really wants those ring controllers from the Quest, you know, like on their mm. system. And they're like finding ways to get you to like, like you pull, like, you can take your controllers and pull back and make an arrow. Like, yeah, sure. Or, you know, you could turn that off. But, but even with the building, it would make more sense in VR a lot. Of, you know, like it would be more intuitive, especially rotating yeah. axes. 
like hooking things on to like this you got you got these little hooks you got to hook them onto rails like it's a to line it up with the the analog sticks it's like when i have to use a mouse in in maya and i'm like i hate this this is so oh, yeah. intuitive oh yeah that's what i i wanted to say like when we were talking about jedi survivor like weeks ago and it just came back to me right now you kept making jokes that that game was zelda and you know what that game is though it's more like that batman game it's more like arkham, arkham asylum uh-huh. Yeah. It's more like Arkham than yeah. than than Zelda by by far. That's that would be like the best or the closest thing that I played to to the the uh, Star Wars one. But yeah. um but uh I played probably played 10 hours in the last week. N- haven't had any on, on Xbox. Haven't had any more crashes. Haven't had any um any big things happen. I'm I am post like post game just picking up shit and making doors open and stuff. But um, in terms of that kind of stuff, so it might be a lot better now. There's been like three updates, I think, or something. So it might be a lot better now. If you haven't bought it or you bought it but we're playing it slowly because of the bugs, you might be might be fine now on I Xbox. You're, 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 what are you on? I'm on? I got the Xbox Series X. Xbox? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On on, on Xbox, and I'm having an okay time. It's not, it's not running too bad or anything like that. So, but... Yeah, and the uh, um, what what uh, Maria mentions, it's more like a costume change. Even on the on the lightsaber, um, in the on that game, the uh, lightsaber, like at the end of the day, there's way more than I thought. Like I knew there was a lot, but it's pretty nuts. Like the uh, the uh, lightsaber customization. Yeah, like if they, yeah, if they just take that system, they could probably use that system and those designs on future Star Wars stuff. For a very long time, if they want to, or if you, know. you can create a profile like for yourself to use for like Battlefront Two or games like that, and you can mm-hmm. customize your blaster inside. That's what that game needs. Because every single time I make like a good costume and a cool lightsaber, my son's like, "That's fun. I want to play." And then gets on there and then changes everything, and I come back and I'm wearing like a like an orange trash bag and some black shoes or something, and I'm then I'm like, uh, you know. So I, like on, in Fortnite, you're able to like make like your uh, your your profiles for your different costumes and save them in the slots. Like I yeah. wish they would just add that to that because that'd be nice. Yeah, but. Dad, I made you look like you when you wear your stuff for work. You have a hard hat and a vest on. <laughs> Did uh, is, is your boy still playing Fortnite? Yeah, uh, he hasn't asked for the Anakin skin, but he's he put it back on the Xbox when he heard about the skin, and he's been playing it here and there. And I know he played it yesterday. Did, did he? Did you get him the uh, the uh, Star Wars Battle Pass? Not yet, no. Oh, okay. Not, he hasn't asked Maybe, for it yet, though. Yeah, that, that's that, that's how you that's how you get the uh, the Darth Maul. He's wrapped right. up in uh, Mario right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's heavily wrapped up in Mario. What, what's he playing on that? He's got Mario Maker Two, uh, Mario Odyssey, that he's been going through. Uh, but more mostly Mario Maker Two, pe- make playing people's courses. Yeah, trying to do speed runs, stuff like that. I I think Mario Maker Two is, as a parent, maybe the best buy I I made of their childhood so far. In the sense that I spent sixty dollars, and it's been like three, four years. I don't know. It feels like it's been a while, and they're they're still playing that stuff all the time. Yeah, and and it's and it just keeps on. They they keep playing those like custom courses and the insane ones and all that and 
Yeah, it's, it just comes by. Uh, every now and then I get handed the uh, switch and it, yeah, you got to try this course that I just made. <laughs> that that's I get that every, I get that every couple of days too, Dad. I'm gonna make you a course, okay? And yeah. you're like, okay, and then yeah. and then like like Luke Luke will make one, and it's it's like intelligently designed, and it, it's a, a little bit like ridiculous, but okay. But then Penny's like, now it's my turn, and she's like, there's a whole lake of fire you can't cross. What are you gonna do, asshole? And I'm just and like, I, I I can't do this. This is and, impossible. And then he wants to watch YouTube's of the guys <laughs> who are making their own crazy core uh, more. Mario Maker courses. Ooh, I got ideas, Dad. Got ideas. But but that that's where I want to take Rob's Rob's uh, general complaint about Star Wars uh, video games is where's our Super Star Wars? Where's our Super Star Wars Maker? Come on, Damn just just man. just do the Maker. Empire. Yeah, I mean, just let let us just give us all of the stuff, and then let everybody else make the the levels for here's you. Here's the problem. Here's why. Here's why the, uh, something like that doesn't get made, mm. and if it did get made it would be made in a very unintuitive way sure uh nintendo doesn't lay off their employees every two years to save fucking money you mm -hmm. know when they lost when their company went down uh a little bit of a financial shithole a few years back yeah um the ceos took the pay cuts they didn't fire anyone they didn't let anyone i off. guess nintendo so doesn't lose. doesn't know what corporate personhood is and they didn't do what was and, right for them and having worked for a major video game publisher, I know what it's yeah. like to get laid off simply because they don't have the leadership to to know what it's like to keep talent. You know, right? So, despite the sacrifice of bullet, man. <laughs> well, to, to to know that you know, like, like the reason why this Zelda game is so good is look how the same people have been working on these Zelda games we're working on for a long time. They, Sorry, they I, I gotta cut in. This fucking idiot. He said, "Did you know Africa is a continent? It's what? a band, you idiot. You sound no. fucking stupid right now." All right, go ahead. I thought he said Alfrica, like where the Alfs are Al from. Like, remember Alf? Yeah. <laughs> Alfrica. <laughs> the fact that Jesse has Alf impersonations ready to go is it's the <laughs> best. It's the best. Yeah, that's pretty good Alf. It's the best. That's why you keep me But yeah, so like I, yeah, I wish they would have those things too. At this point, I just accept, you know, if they weren't going to go with the pixels, which I wish they would, to go with uh, – you know, like uh, Behemoth, those guys that made Castle Crashers. You yeah. know, something. Yeah, that that was super a great game. Fun. Something super fun that that could put in levels from any era. You know, any movie in. You know, and just update them with packs and you know speed runs and fun hand drawn, crazily crazy animated stuff. But I'm with you, man. At least Super Star Wars, Super Mandoverse, any of that well, stuff. I mean, is is that what the uh semi attempt at a sandbox was or a toy box was when they did the uh uh the infinity figures in software no that was toys as a as a as a service like <laughs> that's how that's that's a, we're selling action figures to fund the game scenario but, but, th but that I get what you're saying that was i mean m kids love that game it didn't sell poorly it did, did okay no. that they they just Walmart during that time and it sold out. It was, it was shelf space was the issue for them. They just yeah, knew that they shelf couldn't. space at Walmart. It was so this is what happens when you don't have a Toys R Us. Yeah, back out here. They're back in Macy's now. Yeah, it was like or Playco, tar Target. You know, like when you like, when you looked at what Target had, it was like Amiibo. Amiibos now are with the Nintendo games more, but at the time 
It was like Amiibos, whatever that other big one is, the big the one that's still going on. I don't remember what oh, it's Skylanders. called. Skylanders, and then and then you had you then you had your Disney Infinity stuff, and well, the Amiibo has the benefit of it being a system wide toy and not mm-hmm. a game specific toy. That's true, right? You know, that was that yeah. was fair. But but that's that's kind of what they should have done. Looking back at it, is they should have made those. They should have worked, maybe worked with Hasbro or something to make them just like more standard action figurey kind of things. That way, they could have just gone over into that aisle and, or given just given the Star Wars. You know, remember when we in 1999 when we had the Comtech chips, so we could hear oh. the the fantastic writing of the Phantom Menace in uh, FM <laughs> style stereo quality. Um, <laughs> um, they, yeah, they, I mean, I mean, they could have done it like that. Chips in them, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know, I vote for. Uh, I have a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum. We're like, oh shit, it's true. That's gonna happen. I <laughs> wish someone would make like one of those '80s style Star Wars commercials with those figures, and then the kids get real excited about hearing CEO Bibble talk. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're at yeah, yeah. Um. Royal Fino says, "How the hell does Andor, the best Disney Plus show, not get a behind the scenes doc? That's beyond me." And shows behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I mean, it probably has a little bit to do with. It probably has two things going on. The first might have been the 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 pandemic. Remember, they couldn't even get Tony Gilroy out there at one point. He was supposed to direct on it. And then he's like, they couldn't, they couldn't get their showrunner there at that time. So getting a documentary going at the same time when they couldn't even get the primary production on was probably a big part of it. But I also just kind of get the vibe that it, they're not necessarily like the the, the production where they're going to, um, you know, Gil, Gilroy. He seems pretty like himself usually. Well, I don't think he's that performative. Well, but how much of that behind the that that show actually? would you have to film and cut together to actually make something worthwhile to show mm-hmm. on Disney plus in comparison to some of the other shows that have already been made? Yeah. Cause when they go in, they like do those things. Like a lot of the times what people are fooled into thinking are behind the scenes, it's just them regurgitating what they're doing. There's not really behind the scenes. It's just telling you what you saw again. Like in this one, there's a lesbian romance, you know what I mean? But, but it's like, it's like, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. But that's the kind of stuff where, oh, that's the discussion that you would want to hear them talking about. The fact that they're putting like the first gay uh, um, relationship on screen in Star Wars, and it's not treated any differently than and like. But what was the thought process? What were they doing? How how did they you know you know what was mm-hmm. the, the? They're never going to do that. No. And so at the end of the at the end of the day, I don't know w- what they would have done on that one really, other than a bunch of like you know. Oh my god, Diego came out of the trailer and he had a birthday cake. It was yeah, crazy. yeah, and yeah, and, and it that, that doesn't fit with the tone of that production at all, though. You know what I mean? Like, and they 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 did a good job with like I think that's why they went like before Rogue One, they had like the Tony Gilroy Diego like interview before the movie when the movie came out, you know, recently. And um they did it was just more like a, hey, like here's what we're doing, like this is what it's about. Like it was just more like informative, but it it wasn't very phony. So 
I want in a way I appreciate that. I, I do it. I do want real behind the scenes stuff. I just don't want like what Jesse said, the birthday cake kind of thing. But mm. did you see uh Gareth Edwards uh trailer today for his new movie? No, I have not. Yeah, that shit looks f- yeah. fucking good. It looks like yeah. really good and it looks and it has like what all this rogue fired? one stuff. What if he gets fired Kill and Tony Uray gets put in charge? Of it? Like, it's like <laughs> ah, another win. What, what, what's it? What's it called? Uh, what, what's it called in uh, the creator? Uh, uh, no, no, what's it called in Braveheart when like the king gets the fuck your wife? Prima Nocta. Prima Nocta. Tony Tony Jesse. Gilroy comes in uh, <laughs> right as he's about Jesse. to conceive his child. <laughs> see, see, uh, I want to bring up that no one ever mentions this like that about all the horrible things that characters ever say in movies. It's like, but. Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers 2 literally says that when he's going to go and pick up Thor's hammer or attempt to pick up Thor's hammer. I will be establishing, reestablishing Prima Nocta. No one says anything whatsoever. Oh, no. No, I was cackling in the theater like an idiot. I was like, oh, yeah. And so was Joss Whedon, you know? Hey, fun fact about Skylanders. What is this? People want to know if Skylanders was canceled. So Skylanders, oh, yeah, that was canceled. That was yeah. back in 2017. You know, I did like three or four covers for the comic on IDW, and then, Ooh. and then I did a four-page Skylanders story, but it was written by Ron Mars, so I got to work with Ron ah, Mars, right? Nice. Yeah, and and so like he ended up following me on Twitter or whatever because I was like, hey, I only thing I ever drew the last time I drew a comic was written by Ron Mars, like <laughs> Skylanders. He's like, no one's pimping the fucking Skylanders four-page backup story. So you know, yeah. That was uh, we were in Reno for a uh, for a show. I went to go see a concert in Reno a couple of weeks back. Uh, went to a local comic shop, and they ended up uh, having a, uh, a copy of the it just randomly. I was like, there's an issue. I was looking for a number four Bishop issue from right. uh, like 1994. I think it was because one of the first comic runs I ever bought in my life was Bishop number one and number two, and then I found number three later on and now i finally found number four and it was it was Jason pretty nice doesn't know who bishop is uh, oh bishop the uh, marvel character <laughs> <laughs> i can see that look on jason's face he has like, no idea what you're talking about i, like, I think it's a place <laughs> yeah no, he's the x-men who wears the gary coleman outfit jason oh, okay yeah he's got the okay. uh, the psionic powers power me up I, i'm i'm reading this this uh this uh what else yeah, oh this isn't the one i wanted to pull out oh and raz raz vaughn you're uh, not the only person that has the uh hot wheels cars my friend uh i collect those as well i sell them as well and then i also have a gentleman i work with who collects all of them as they come out one by one or several at a time he has them all any any person who's ever worked in a toy store has at least one story of a Hot Wheels guy who's ruined their fucking day. Like, just letting you know. <laughs> I worked at a toy store. I got several of them. But yeah. uh, Hot Wheels guys, they they, they, they they cannot be quenched. The thirst cannot be quenched, Jason. You know? Right. So I don't know if you can see this. But on this one right here, the, there's these two guys who just, like, show up in this in this comic. And they just, like, comment on the, on the action. And it's, like, Wolverine and Cyclops. Yeah. And, like, and... Uh-huh. And they, yeah, they, I can't know if I can see in this light. They, they call them like, uh, they're like, Mutt and Jeff. Two, 
to certain someone from X-Men. They like literally say it. Then after that, they won't say it anymore. <laughs> they go, it's like a Marvel thing. Wink, wink. They keep saying that throughout like their like little explanation text. But I'm like, you literally say it right here in the first part. But Oh, okay. no, I did see the trailer for the creator. That, that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that, that's him. So uh, Royal asks, uh, is this his first movie since Rogue One? Did he have trouble getting another movie after the rumors of Rogue One production going over budget? So I, I don't know. I, I thought he was doing something for Netflix, unless this is this was it, and then it became a theatrical film. I don't think that's the case, though. But I know he was doing something for Netflix for a while, and um, and then there was well. the, there was there was there was that one. But it going over budget didn't real. I don't think necessarily had to do with him. And I don't, so I don't know if that would have hurt him because Disney decided to, to take the movie to a different direction. He went in with it with making a war film. That's what Disney ordered, like a, a Saving Private Ryan style war film. That's what he. That's what he directed. Then they said we want it to be more Star Wars, and then they said, but we also want it to be daring and all this the shit. So then Gilroy's brought in. So I don't know if I don't know if he just got a bad. I don't think he would have got a bad reference from them, to be honest no. with you. But but he may have got a bad just assumption. Oh, he's the guy who they, who didn't finish Star Wars. I got the other guy to do it. And like, but also, but as you're but as you're watching that trailer, it looks like like you can't take away how much of Rogue One he brought to it. When you look at that trailer, you're like, it's also isn't it Greg? Is it Greg Fraser who's Greg doing Fraser? It? Yeah, that's what I was Fraser. saying. Greg Fraser. He's got another guy for him though, right? I mean, because. How many other writers, though, before even him as a director and a writer were involved, like in, in the beginning process as it was, before right. they filtered through and that they kind of basically banana boated in and oh, and, and 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 he and he didn't write it, so yeah. he was at he was at like the mercy of those writers, and too. all of them are still working, so they went yeah. on the just fine. So I, yeah, I, I don't think. But, but it's one of those it's one of those situations though, like where when you're the director, you get all the love and all the hate. Like True. like Favreau stepped out earlier with Favreau, all the love or all the hate, it all goes to him. Uh, when it when it should yeah. realistically be spread around, but that's that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Well, Ridley Scott has it had a famous saying once, you know, where uh, great Scott, you know, he, yeah, he was no, it was uh, in relationship to giving people credit on the film. He's like, look, where the he's like, I I, have, I I give everyone the credit for whatever they did because at the end of the day, if the movie's good or bad, I'm the one who takes the blame, you know, so best to give people credit for what they do you know like mm -hmm. like I, but that's where it's like when directors hog credit it's he's like it's ridiculous you know like yeah yeah so because it doesn't matter whether you hog any credit or not whether it's good or bad you're still gonna get the blame you know or i was thinking the praise. Of, i was thinking about so you share it i was watching um you know uh is, is it gq gq who does the uh like google auto correct or auto finish things where like where they pull the the card off and it says like what the search term is you know that 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 series of videos on you oh no 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 okay well the, 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 there's one with, with james gunn and and it says J is james gunn and then like he finishes one and and it's it's auteur and he's like right. i don't fucking know what that means like i mean i'm the writer director but a lot of people make the movie i make all the choices but you know so like you know you were you were like he's an auteur and all this stuff and uh like when he was like you could tell like that embarrassed him like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because he's a working class trauma yeah. dude, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, but he yeah. is like, he clearly has a voice in anything he does. You don't, you don't watch it and go, I don't know about that James Gunn. Like when I found out James Gunn wrote 
Dawn of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead Snyder remake, you know? I'm like, yeah, that makes total fucking sense, you know? I know like, you're full of shit because you told me that you were anti-gun. Huh? That was yeah, a dad joke. N, come, on, come on, come on. That one was a good N, dad not, joke. Yeah, but like most dads, you can't fucking spell. So it's one N, not two Ns. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm pro-grenade. I think everyone should be able to grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? That's, that's the problem with, with being in America. There's just no consistency, Jason. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good old, like, just fan of just, just gasoline over the head and... Running, <laughs> you know, the Dymo. You're the Dymo. Yeah, right. yeah. man. Never fail. <laughs> but, but yeah, look, Matt, uh, great. I'm Frazier. gonna see it. I'm, I'm gonna see the uh, the uh, the uh, the creator, and because it looks really fucking good. And yeah, Frazier is so fucking awesome. Yeah, and he it's also there. did a few. You know, he shot a few of the first episodes for Mando season one. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, look, they've come a long way trying to get back up to that. But Frazier's look to me is the should be the look of. I mean, he shot the the Batman, you know, like he it, it's the look that I would use for the cinematic modern Star Wars for quite the while if if I had my say in it. You know? Yeah, Things yeah, like, like 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 uh, Dean 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 Cundy, like that guy kind of sets like the '80s. Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, like all of that shit, like that vibe. He sets that, yeah. and uh, and I feel like when we look back, it's it's going to be Gray who's going to be the guy who they say that's the person that that defines the good yeah. of this era. I wasn't a fan of Dune, but I admit his work, photography work, is it's not an ugly movie. I don't, I don't think no. it's an ugly movie. No. I, I like yeah, it. I just, yeah, I know, Jesse. I know, I know. You do. I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's I, a I, I. Uh, fan. I just like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, Dune is a weird movie for me when I consume so much Star Wars because I'm like, get the fuck on with it. Um, but I, I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed, I, I, I enjoyed the book more than, more than the, uh, a movie. And I don't really like the, the book that much. I think it's a, it's been ripped off so hard. It's like a little bit overrated. But I also feel that fake anthropology gets a little boring compared to real anthropology as well from my perspective but um but i like i like raz's comment here things to say that we'll start a fight you guys want to fight (laughs) so yeah 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 but there's uh so uh what else was there there was a there was a featurette by the way on indiana jones 5 has a couple of new shots in it but i'm not going to play it on the show because i don't want to risk uh getting it taken down having to deal with that bullshit today but it's it's worth if you're a super indie fan, it's worth watching. If you're like, yeah, I'll see it, but I'm not, you know, I don't need to see every new little minuscule thing. I wouldn't bother with it. It's just a lot of self suck, you know, on that front. Tripwire mm-hmm. events, Jason. Tripwire. Mm-hmm. Events. Tripwire events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knows how to fucking pitch a movie and get a job. I'll give him that much. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. Tripwire. I'm like, oh shit, Tripwire. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, he's like, I that- rigged your seats. I've rigged your seats, man's goals, rigged your seats. Tripwire, yeah. you know, like like execs set up, they get blown off a leg and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, he's, a, he's a serious dude. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got he, a serious he, mustache, you know? Like you don't it's not it's, I don't know where to place that mustache. It's not I'm fun. not it's it's not you know. <laughs> I'm not saying he wears an ascot. I'm saying he's put one on and said, Can I pull it off? I'm not saying he does. But he definitely considered it. Well, like, the for sure. 
Yeah, well, it was a real friend if somebody did. Um, Steve, Steven says, it'll be interesting to see the website that will put out and or season one scripts and concept art. They've been pretty reluctant to put out scripts for everything else. Don't worry, we'll yeah. get a copy and we'll read it. <laughs> well, you know, like like uh, I can't I can't say anything specifically about anything on this front, but I I've seen stuff before, okay. And let's just say on a Star Wars thing of in the distant past, I I got to look at it. And what I would say about that is. Sometimes those scripts say shit in there they would never let you see. Like, for sure. Like, this person is reminiscent of some political figure, and it doesn't right. even make a value judgment. It just says they remind the writer of that person. No value judgment to it, good or bad. But if they put that out, you, the, the consumer, would go, oh, my God, they're they're – they're, they're saying that, you know, Tony Blair looks like Jabba the Hutt. And it's like, no, it's not saying that. It's not what it's saying or whatever. It would, it would just yeah, be something. Yeah, they don't understand. Well, like, the best scripts, yeah. The, the best scripts to read are ones where you feel like they're telling you a story versus yeah. reading a fucking movie technically written down dialogue. Like, like, like the annotated screenplays where it's just the movie written down into a script form for Star Wars. Or I, I, I think, I think that's. Read. I think, like, yeah, it's like the difference between like the revised fourth draft, the, like the fourth draft of Star Wars, A New Hope is the final draft. But I think the revised right. ones, the one that made it into the art of Star Wars book in the back that you could read through. Right. And that's the one where they, they made it where it's like more verbatim to the, what you saw on screen, like a transcript. I always recommend people, if you want to read a script that to me is like, this is, this is like how you want, you want to, the level you want to reach when you write. Yeah, um, something like that. I would go read Django and Chain. I'd go read the script for Django and Chain. Like, mm -hmm. you, you. There's no way you come, even if it's not your movie. You, there's no way you read that and don't go fuck. This is fun, dude. Like, it's fun to read. Scripts will put you to fuck to sleep. It's that's why it's one of the worst jobs to get. I had a buddy mm -hmm. who read scripts for a living. He fucking he got out of writing after. He's like, I can't do this. this is I hate this. I, it's all dog shit. But yeah. um, and then was I, you know, Will I've Smith? read Cameron's. Was it Will Smith? Huh? Wasn't Django? No, it was John Favreau. No, I'm kidding. Damn. <laughs> but I mean, and then Cameron's scripts are super technical. Like he puts all of his camera because he's writing it for himself, you know. Or, yeah, technical. That's more like his Bible. Annotated. Yeah, a lot of technical, you know, field of view, fucking with a camera lenses and shit in there. You're just like never. I, only because he's shooting the shit he wrote that he can he get away with that, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if it's true, but I, I heard that M Knight wrote a draft of Indiana Jones four. And in it, he wrote how shots would be directed. Like so he wrote Aaron Sorkin, and, and Aaron no, but Sorkin's, like Spielberg was like, no, you don't yeah, tell me how to direct. Aaron that was Sorkin's it. in my top is in my top, you know, three writers of all time. But A Few Good Men was a play, so he was adapting a play into a screenplay. Whereas Jingle and Chain is a guy writing something anyone can read it, and you don't have any prayer knowledge of the. Yeah, but you, I, again, yeah. if you ever read the Jingle and Chain script, and I can't help you. I've read, I've read the few good movies. I've read everything. I mean, yeah, Sorkin's yeah. Great, there, there used to be a site back in the day when, when you know, like the GeoCities times called Drew's Scriptorama. Oh, and it was, yeah, it was yeah. cool. You could just go there and you could just like, like read yeah. like scripts that were just floating around. 
It was a good time. I also recommend um I went to the LA film school when um when they had a I went up there, I didn't attend it, but I went up there when Jobs came out, the movie Jobs. Yeah. And Sorkin was there. So you can go listen to that interview he did on the Joe Goldsmith Q&A. That was really good interview uh, with Sorkin. Uh, okay. About that. So Bespin just texted me. They put out full Indie 5 reviews, not just reaction. They got a five-minute standing ovation when it ended, which is pretty standard at cons. Harrison was crying. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, the the I mean, I'm glad that they that I mean, I'm glad it it, it got that. Like, it wasn't just like, well, that that was that. But the whole like we got to stand and clap for an hour kind of thing is like it's kind of what they do there. So, but it's also a good sign. It's a it's a better sign than a bunch of people like being you know disgusted. Um, wait, so who put out a review? Put out a, a, a review. I mean, I want to know. But yeah, we'll, we'll tomorrow we'll we'll do a, a a reviews episode where we'll we'll go through them all and see see what they say. Hopefully, we'll, hopefully a full synopsis of the film will be out tonight too. That's uh, well done, incredible. That's yeah. my hope. Because um, you know, like you know, w- we saw them film a lot of that like little cart sequence. That that's the clip right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you fucking watch that and you're like, oh, this is magic. This is not the same. So I'm like, you know, tell me everything. I, 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 I'm frustrated with them at this point that they're showing the fucking movie and uh, us poor's can't even really know. Is this a time travel movie? I'm pretty sure it is, but you know, but it's more like a, I think it's like an interdimensional, you know, time travel movie kind of thing. But fuck if we know. Nobody does because they're they're, they're idiots and they could have been marked. You know, when they they mark when they spent money at the Super Bowl. They, they, they held back because they didn't want the secrets to get out. Now it's fucking, they're showing the fucking movie tonight. And the whole thing's going to be on the internet tonight, you know? <laughs> it's like you, you right. guys should have just gone with the most aggressive, aggressive marketing that you fucking can. Like all of this, all of this fucking, like, you know what? Like, it's like, go for the best sex you can, not the thing that's going to be like, oh, the first time and I want it to be, no, no, go for, like, fuck that audience. Make it a good time. Make it the best time in the world. And not just so, oh, this is special. I didn't see it coming. Like, that is so batshit stupid. It's a, when you're selling a movie, you're selling it today. And, and they don't do things like they're selling it for fucking five years from now, but they act like that with spoilers before. Like, this Indiana Jones thing, I, I think they've already, I, I think it's going to be successful personally. Like, I'm actually betting, I'm betting on all of these old one character, classic character movies to perform well. That's why I, I think Indy. I think Batman, just like Mario and Maverick. I think like you could see a, a, a fucking theme that's going on. At some point, it'll burn out. At some point, it will. But, but I, I think this summer, it's big. Batman's so big that when he appears in someone else's movie, it's a Batman He's, movie. Not, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Flash. You fucking, you, 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 you cult-leading, fucking bullet-feeding to babies fucking you weirdo. I don't give Batman a shit about you. Uh, you see yeah. I'm here to see Batman 2.5, okay? That's the part I'm here to watch. You know, even if I have to see Ben Affleck's stupid face before, you know. Um, so he says all of the outlets that were there seem all positive. Uh, I've seen around 10 reviews so far. All right. So that's 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 good. I mean, you know, it, it is. I do really, truly, seriously believe that if this is going to be like a, a really good Indiana Jones movie, 
I think it's going to be really competently made. It will probably end up being like, you know, somewhere in the middle of, uh, of how good it is because the concept is only so fresh, right? So it's will, like, it's. Will it be the one that you watch that people will watch after The Last Crusade? Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm guessing it, it would. It's I, I really I really think that like I know you love Temple of Doom, Rob, and I'm I love them all. They're all but my old little weirdo. Right. That's what Disney but. is shooting for. That's what we're shooting for right now. We're, we want to get the one that we're gonna what we would watch after the Last Crusade. Right, right. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm I, I'm betting my my sense is it's gonna be Raiders Last Crusade. Dial, Doom, and then the Crystal Skull. Rob's crying on the inside right now. I hope you know. Yeah, you just heard it. Yeah, I don't know that minecart race, Jason. It's got a minecart. Yeah, race. it's just I, I mean, like, like my my thing about Crystal Skull is is the same thing that the same issue essentially that I I have with Chris with with a uh, Doom and Crystal Skull. Is that they both just have these moments where they hit these points, like where the edit is kind of broken, and it and then I stop. Like like I watch, I watch Crystal Skull up until Marion, and then I get back in, and then I start to go. You know what? I'm 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 in. Then we hit the waterfalls. And I'm just like fuck. You broke the movie. Like they break the movie with the waterfall joke. One people talk about bombs and monkeys and shit. No no. In, in reality, that that's you being uptight. The actual thing that breaks it is the fucking three fucking waterfalls sequence where they drops and it, they, it keeps going and all momentum that it's built is completely fucking evaporates in those moments and then it's a lost cause. And then, um, but like with like a, a crystal uh, with a Temple of Doom, I like everything. If it's if it was a TV series, like twenty two minute segments, everything's great. But when I go to sit down, I almost always watch Temple of Doom in like two sittings. Even though I love it, don't get me wrong, I I, I love it. But like the whole opening and like the Shanghai opening, then you get to the part where like they meet the the uh, starving people and you're like, you know, like the, the the Indian village. But then like we have like all the stuff like on the elephant and like what's her name and the camping stuff, and they're great moments, but they are really like just kind of like dead. Yeah, they just kind of stop in their in their tracks, and, it, and it's not really indie when it's working the, the best but but you know short round makes makes everything go down just perfectly fine at the end of the day so i, I love them all but that's just my take but uh um raz says crystal skull of the force awakens dial of the last jedi yeah i i i think that this is probably going to essentially be indiana jones 4 if it was la if it was uh force awakened I think that's kind of what it what it seems like, because you, what you're doing, like like you could tell that they do things like they bring in um, the uh, uh, what's her name uh, Helena, the uh, new character Helena, but then she kind of has her own short round. So they get to bring in some of those moments of the things that you love from Temple of Doom, you know, like and then there, but then there's the whole dad and like son kind of dynamic where the one saying, I I'm not happy with what you've done and blah, blah, blah. Like that, that kind of banter mm -hmm. goes back and forth. Like all of the stuff that you remember from Indiana Jones is things that are things that we've seen in the, in this so far. So it'd have to be a, the, my whole like worry about me as a fan is the fact that I don't understand the, the, the uh, MacGuffin and like the power behind it and, and, and how it's going to work. And if that is ultimately stupid, 
Like in some ways, Temple of Doom is maybe the least successful of the films because nobody knows the San Sankara stones, but us three guys on this podcast for the most part. If you go out and if you go down to, to the grocery store and you go Sankara stones, people will look at you like, I don't know what you're, if you say Holy Grail, if you say the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. you, you know what I mean? But, yeah, like, but like, if I say minecart race, nobody would know what you're talking about. Huh? They would think you're talking no, about Minecraft. No, no. Be like Minecraft? but 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 once again the the fact that you say that is like it proves in a way how broken it is that like the the mind thing is better than the mcguffin in that yeah it's as broken as the phantom menace but the phantom menace was the pod race and the darth maul fight so for me it wins you know no but the movie's about the phantom menace and like it's literally it's about yeah yeah yeah, 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 i know but but, uh, let's see no, but uh, I mean, but look, I, I love them. I like, I, I'm fucking going to watch, uh, before it comes out, I'm watching uh, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. So like, I'm, I'm all no, about yeah, it. You know, momentum. No, I'm momentum. out when, when they hang None. out with Agatha yeah. Christie on top no of momentum. the pyramid for like a half an hour. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so Bespin says lots of nostalgia. Nostalgia is the word being tossed around a fair bit, but in a positive way. One said the force awakens energy. Told you. Um, high praise for the action along with Harrison and Phoebe's performances. So, yeah, as great. a guy who's counting down to a Michael Keaton reappears as Batman, I'm not too like to, <laughs> dealing with nostalgia. Like, oh no, um, there, there is an episode of, of Young Indy, I believe it's in, I think it's in Africa, and it's written by Frank Darabont and Carrie Fisher. And it's about like these old guys who nobody wanted in World War One. So they they formed their own regiment. It's, I think it's called Indiana Jones and the Phantom Train of Doom. And uh, if you want to try Young Indy, but you don't want to like watch it in order or like deal with the the filler or the crap or the ABC and the ninety stuff, that's probably the one to watch. And if you like it a lot, watch the rest. If you're like, this is just okay, because it, it, it's like this is so before the golden age of television. Like I see all these people getting excited about it. I'm like, I don't think they should have put this out right now. I think they should have put it on Disney Plus after the after movie. After the movie. After the, on that one, I do. I yeah, I, the, the, the I, I love film it. Film should be on there. The main three films should be the ones you promote. The main one, four two, films, three. Rob. The main the, the main three films. A Steven Spielberg it, movie with John Williams is still fucking better than any of the other dog shit fucking movies on there you go watch as Pinocchio. someone who's seen the oh. lost world in theaters i can i can prove you wrong like, like uh, <laughs> no nah. trapeze swinging in a shed don't get me fucking started bro <laughs> i i i want to I, I i like to think that it that the people that just write woke all day on the internet when they die and go to hell they have to watch jeff goldblum with his black daughter having a spinoff on disney plus on a loop forever and she does karate <laughs> against dinosaurs forever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, um, it, it, Mumbo Jumbo is saying, is young Indy worth it? Yeah. So if you're if you're obsessed with Indiana Jones, as I am over the years, it's completely w- worth it. But no. once again, no, no, it's not made on HBO eight it. years ago. It's made on ABC in 1990. It's not as good as Urkel. It's, it's better than Urkel. It's it's, it's it's a good show, but but here's here's the whole thing. No, no, what what what? See, Rob doesn't even have that right. Is it as good as Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman? Yes, it is. The fact it's that better. you watch Doctor Quinn, Medicine <laughs> yeah. Woman proves proves but, that we are on two different wavelengths. Well, 
No, no. I get it, murder. She wrote. I get murder. She wrote. Uh-huh. But I'm not watching Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. But no but way. but Rob Quantum Leap is on and MacGyver. I got other shit to do. Like, let's <laughs> but let's be real. You're doing a historical epic on ABC in 1989, 1990. What are its contemporaries at that time? It's Roots. stuff like that. You know? No, that's like this. That's like that's like late what? 70s, dude. V. That early 80s, dude. Not even the right time. It's historical now. Like when you oh, watch man. it now, it's historical. I mean, it wasn't at the time, but. I mean, if you believe that lizard people have taken over the government, I guess it's historical. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, Jesse's like, now you have my attention. Now he's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping those, those fucking Anunnaki are real because they sound horny. But yeah, and they and they got a lot of gold, like leprechauns. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like if you, it's George. I mean, other like. George Lucas dictated stories to some to some degree. So some of them are really actually really good and really well written. There's one with the child indie who's hanging out with Leo Tolstoy. And Tolstoy's just a fucking drunk, like dude, being Tolstoy. And it's it's pretty good. There's one with like Picasso. That's that's oh, the Picasso one's but actually time, not that good. But but by the time this came, Indiana Jones had come out, Quantum Leap had been on for like four or five seasons, dude. And they had jumped yeah. back far enough in time on some yeah, of those episodes. It, yeah, uh, there it, was precedent. The there was precedent. That's not that's not the same at it's all. Not as executed as well as Quantum Leap by any means. And you, no, no, the, and you had Star Trek with the holodeck too going back. No, no. See, see. Here, no, here's don't, where, don't bring up okay. the Merry Men. That's not okay. the same. So, this, so this here, here's here's the uh, the whole thing is in that show you have some of the very first CGI visual effects test of all time on screen in those in there. It's like the uh, test bed. At the same time. Rob is talking about Quantum Leap on the Universal backdrop. I'm whereas talking about, on, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, on Indiana Jones, and on Indiana Jones, on this though, on the, the production, they actually went fucking around the world. If it yeah, takes yeah, place to in Tangier. Instead it, of doing Indiana Jones adventures. Like it, no, it no, no, not not, not exactly. It, boring. No, once again, Rob saw an episode of something and now he's saying three seasons of a show are that. But, but See, it's called, I bought those things on videotape one at a time with the Drew Struzan cover. Oh, you're like, a fucking idiot like, if you bought the shit one out on for twenty dollars each. You're you're fucking high. Huh? I was That's an crazy. idiot, and I'm mad about it. That was a lot of you money. Should be. But <laughs> you're mad at your, not yourself. Um, it could have gone to Killer Instinct too, Jason. No, right? um, but it didn't. But but <laughs> here's the other thing: is is George Lucas? You know, because he's a maverick, you guys. He's a maverick. No, I'm kidding. Um, but George Lucas, being the weirdo that he is, he decided. What if we go and we write like a season of scripts, right? And then we go write a sequel to every script that's its own adventure. And then we film that. And then we film scenes that connect them. And then we edit them into films. And ultimately, it's a, no, no, it's like a, it's like a super interesting, no, but I mean, but somebody had to, to try it. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know if it's yeah. going to work or if you're going to like it until you try it, and like yeah, like Stevie and it's going to do it. Yeah. No, no, He's and too then busy it, trying to be you know, make an Oscar, you know. Ooh, but then Oscar. what? Ooh. Where it goes wrong is he did he did the same format on the Clone Wars. Um, the there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a film edit of Ahsoka, which is those three or four episodes cut into a film. Same thing with uh, Pong Krill and uh, the Ambara arc, as well as another one. Anyways, though. But but that, yeah. what I heard that Lucas learned 
was he wished that he had made the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, those things, 22 minutes long. Because if he had done it, he could have kept the pace and momentum. And when they were cut into films, they would have actually been closer to Indiana Jones films. Instead, you you have um, you have things filmed out of order, put together. Like in, there's one shot in Young, Young Indy that is the most egregious moment in CGI history, uh, and it should remember, be famous. Yeah. It's the little boy who plays Child Indy. He he gets up, he grows up. And they go back to film the second episode when that kid's now hit puberty. He's too big. Oh yeah. yeah. And so yeah. they they shrink him down. They make, no, but it's like it's yeah. like a man on a child's face. And it's it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And it, <laughs> no it's one, like no one cared. It, I, I mean, not the worst they're going to do okay. is send a letter to the, the worst they're going to do is send a letter to Starlog, Jason. No one. Cares. No, this is this no is fucked cares. up. Okay, this is but this is the yeah. truth. You know when the little girl from from Poltergeist was dying in three and she looks like all bloated and weird? It looks like that. But it's like the young Indiana Jones kid all of a sudden. And then he's like a kid again. uh, It's really weird. Also, uh, if I had just kept the prequels to 22 minutes each, they would have done better too. Okay, so here we are. Live and learn. Live and learn. So, So Bespin says it's getting three to four stars on average. This is one of the negative reactions. An Indiana Jones movie on paper only. It has a globe-trotting adventure, an extravagant historical MacGuffin, your familiarly dressed hero, and of course, Nazis. But it lacks the excitement, charm, creativity, and humor of the originals, meaning Crystal Skull, Um, making for a tedious 150-minute farewell to one of the cinema's greatest characters, has glimmers of fun, but even the action-packed World War II opening feels mostly uninspired, and visually questionable. Didn't hate the movie. Didn't love it. Just okay. A shame. And like so says that, that that's like the worst one. And then the Adial, Antikythera. There it is. Finally, of course, there it is. Mm-hmm. Antikythera, a clock of pile of dial, uh, a, a clock like pile of dials and levers that was supposedly invented and made by the genius second century Greek mathematician Archimedes. Mostly famous these days for jumping out of the bath having grasped the principle of displacement to calculate and, and uh, to calculate and calibrate astronomical phenomena for those for the purpose of this story. It's also suspected of having the godlike power to find and skip those so-called fissures, making it possible for the holder to travel through time. Since antiquity, however, the Antikythera has been divided into two one half is the object of contention between Voller and Indy, whose tussle for it in 1939 when the Fuhrer wants to get hold of it to exploit its potential to do. Well, this is unclear. But bad things. This half is apparently lost forever um, during the fight in the train. But no, Indy's uh, late colleague has his friend Basil Shaw, Basil Shaw, Basil Shaw, Toby, Toby Jones, gone full mad professor, managed to hang on to it. The other half is buried with Archimedes, maybe, somewhere. Shoot forward to 1969, Voller wants to find the two halves and use his math know-how to zap back to the war and fix things so the Nazis win. Indy, of course, wants to see it in a museum. And this is why, like, look, Dial of Destiny, man, it's such a dumb fucking... They should have just used Infernal Machine. 
Because I could see Indy calling this thing an infernal machine. Should just call it Heir to the Empire. That's what I say. And it's a cooler fucking name, the, the Dial of Destiny. I just... they, they could I, – I, you know what, Rob? I'm going to say these motherfuckers getting paid this money that I don't get paid can sit down, come up with a new fucking good title that's never been used before, and that's not Dial of no, Destiny. No, they, they use it because yeah. it sounds like a title that would be used they don't, in the 30s. They already own the Infernal Machine name. Just use that name. It's better. Oh, you just just even the way it's written and the way the words kind of stick out it's just it's this I, I would serial style I call it Indiana Jones oh. and the lust for the sweaty goddaughter I gotta go get my boy all right dude all right tell him I said hi we'll Not play Fortnite whenever he's down tell him to get on we'll we'll team up all right later Jesse good to see you dude bye you Jesse bye. bye um yeah so so the the whole like you know Hopefully the whole it belongs in a museum thing is is a little tongue-in-cheek um, because you, you can't put that kind of power in a museum. That thing does belong in an army crate in a fucking, you know what I mean, where nobody can get it. But uh, uh, I'm telling Bestman, thank you for things. I, I read him on the show. And we'll, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a, um, a whole uh, episode or whatever t- tomorrow on it. Like, oh. Get it all together. Razavan and... obviously never played Indiana Jones in the Infernal Machine, which predates the Laura Croft movie. So sorry, buddy. <laughs> Indiana Jones already did the Antithicara thing in a video game, and it had a better name and a damn yeah. cool fucking cover. Damn cool cover, by the way. That game I bought off LucasArts stock. You didn't buy that exclusively mm-hmm. off that fucking site. You know, and and there was like that was like six to eight weeks shipping, Jason. Like that's that's the old days of shipping. You know, where you buy it and you're like, I grew a whole like. I mean, I was in the army, but you know what I mean. You could you could put on or take off a lot of. You could go through. You could go through (laughs) summer vacation by the time that shit gets. (laughs) Okay, Robert nailed how I feel about it. Infernal machine sounds like Hank Hill yelling at a broken down weed whip or lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, it does. And the Dial of Destiny sounds like Stan Lee complaining about his egg timer. You know what I mean? So I can make Mm -hmm. a fucking stupid joke too, Robert. You know, like no, don't. Robert made a good joke. Robert made a good joke. No, I didn't think it was my weed whipper. (laughs) Yeah, this infernal machine. This whole damn yeah, hot tan (laughs) donation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean the dial I, of destiny. Oh, da, no, da, da, da. um, like, yeah. post post George. I don't feel like they've they've really like nailed uh, titles though at all. No, I I no, like I really. like I like the the last Jedi. I just don't feel like the last Jedi is like the other titles. Like I don't feel like it fits with the with the Phantom Menace, for instance, and Return of the Jedi. It's it's it has it, its own. It feels like it, it would have fit better in an Episode Seven or Nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like, but it more than the middle thing, right? Like, right, right. Okay, hold on. He he's variety says uh, the elaborate action scenes, the witty one-liners delivered by Phoebe Waller Bridge and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny mostly received a muted response inside the theater. Audience members could be heard whispering out of boredom in French. Oh fuck you, Frenchies. It's- it's hard to say with cons. I've heard standing ovations for films no one gave two shits about. Matter of fact, this happened like last summer. It was a big, some fucking movie. Happens at Sundance too. They buy films, you know, they get a, a great word of mouth. Like Heather's back. Remember the movie Heather's? That yeah. fucking did so well at Sundance. Got got it picked up a big fucking push. 
did like a hundred thousand dollars in opening weekend like, it yeah. like it died you know what i mean went right to the so i don't fucking know man like like i can't imagine the french audience getting all like nostalgic over indiana jones what like, i've like, yeah Fr- minions- french people talking during an indiana jones yeah. movie does Su- not fucking surprise me at all super mario brothers you know, ain't getting a standing ovation or laughs. Yeah, and, 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 and Con- yeah Maverick Lesnar. probably wouldn't. The Maverick premiere there. The, the premiering at Cannes, that's Lucasfilm. That's that class. That's that mindset that they have. That they're still like we're like part of Golden Age Hollywood. When they weren't, they were supposed to be Rebel Hollywood. It's so, so weird. The director wears an ascot. Come on, no? Lucas and them are part of Rebel Hollywood, right? Yeah. But now they're seen as Golden Hollywood. It's so weird to me. Like yeah, You're I don't know, man. Disney. Buck, buck that old shit, you know. Yeah. No, it, it is. I mean, I, I, I like. I, I understand it. I mean, I know where they're coming from in the sense that it, they are, you know, they are trying to make movies that are like completely fucking amazing. They are trying to make like they are. They aren't trying to turn out fucking you know, like uh john carter of mars they're not trying to do that they're, they're they're trying to make classic star wars films indiana jones films and they think that that in in doing so means it's it's worthy of that place or it belongs in that place but at the end of the day you're disney you're making popcorn movies that are supposed to be for everyone that place is designed literally to not be for everyone at, at all and so I, I thought it was a, a, a weird thing to like do, you know, and um, yeah, they were better off just fucking showing it at Comic Con, <laughs> you know, I mean, like last year or something, you know what I mean? And yeah, winning that goodwill because frankly, I mean, they need they they need they need the mom and pops and the kids, you know, more than they need the art critics, you know, to come in on this one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that they they don't. Yeah, it those I mean realistically if that audience hated it it would probably be for the people and the fact that it, we're hearing conv- conflicting things there i don't think that place is a microcosm for american culture at all and so but with that in mind if it's pleasing some of those people and then not all of them it's probably going to end up being one of those things where it maybe it does try to try a little too hard and so it loses the everyman, some of the everyman, if you will. And then it doesn't, you know, but then it's still Indiana Jones. So it's still kind of, you know, does all right. I don't know. I I, I don't really feel like um, I could really read a, re- read a review and be like, oh, I feel good. If, if everybody in the whole world was saying it was good, I'd be like, well, it's probably good. But that never happens with Star Wars or indie. And even if it is good, that's that will never happen because it's just too big of an audience. Well, it may have the first time when it's mm-hmm. new, right? Yeah. But when it's the f- fourth movie in, how can you? you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not really what that festival's about. You know what I mean? It's uh, that's what she's right. Mangold Star Wars Project in trouble. Yeah, dude, because they, they didn't like that one Thor movie, so they didn't make Taika Star Wars movie. So you're completely right, but yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think I think what we'll call it we'll call it a show because I'm gonna have to probably go collect all of that stuff and start looking at that stuff for our show tomorrow, anyways. 
So we'll like we'll like do that, and tomorrow we'll talk about Indiana Jones stuff. And um, oh, I didn't I forgot to even talk about it. There was a release date for Ahsoka that was August thirty first, and it was on a poster for the Disney Rewards site. And then after we started talking about it on the internet, uh, the fandom that is, they re- removed it. They they changed the uh, they they took the release date off of there. Something tells me that was a tentative release date, and that's not the release date, though. Um, but but we'll but we'll see, you know. But we'll talk about more. We'll talk about that more pretty soon when there's some Star Wars news. But once again, realistically, if it you can start hearing Star Wars news and it's not from somebody who you generally trust to give you film news or Star Wars news for that matter in the past. Uh, don't believe it because we're going to go into a dry spell, I think, with this writer strike and stuff, most likely. And most likely, thing, yeah. things are like, like here are completely stalled out. Like even when you go, to, like I go out to some places like bars and stuff, like in in the area, people aren't doing anything. You know, they're it's it's quiet. Hey, so, and before we go, Jason, do you know there was a young Indiana Jones Chronicles video game on the Genesis? Yeah, I played it, dude. It you was on nerd. I think it was on. Uh, <laughs> it was la- it was, there, was, there was there was one on Nintendo as well. There was there was one. It was on. I think I played it on the. the I, I feel like I put it on Nintendo itself. Yeah, there's a Nintendo one and a Genesis. One. Okay, that, that's that's the one that that I played. Yeah. The, yeah. the Nintendo one does look better. It's, I don't know why. I mean, graphically, you would say no. Rob, I can Rob, just tell you, looking at this, Rob, thing in the end, this all, is not good. We all lost <laughs> for, for for playing that this one. Is not good. That, not that good, was dude. that was from the era where if they I had the copyright Lucasfilm on it, you bought it and you saved it. That this is uh, this is in the era that I was buying Land Before Time puppets because it said Lucasfilm. You know, hey, whatever. Hey, Pizza those Hut. Land Before Time puppets was the whole reason to go to Pizza Hut. For a while, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, land, land before time one. You know, there was all there was there was promise there. Yeah, you know, one. there was there was. That's it. Yeah, the and then it and then they they started. You know, we, we were moving that generation was moving towards Full House and for towards Barney and uh, in the process well, it just of that. Pissed me off that after after Bluth got the win with American Tale, he didn't double down and just give us a Dragon's Lair Space Ace film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he should have capitalized on that. And use that, and then and then go back and give them their mascot movies. You know, what do you do? Five goes west, and all dogs go to heaven. Was that came, is that what came after? Yeah, and then anesthesia, anesthesia, like anesthesia. Ah, I can't feel my mouth. Uh, yeah, the, the rotoscope, the film. Anastasia. You can just watch a whole movie getting rotoscoped if you want to see. Yeah, except yeah. for the bat. The bat was was really good, but everyone else is rotoscoped. So it's just weird to me. I'm not a fan of rotoscoping, Jason. Not a fan. Yeah. Sega Genesis. Uh, Susie says Sega Genesis was my first console. It came with Sonic and Garfield. Weird. I wonder what 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 bundle that, that was. I, like I, a, that sounds like an EU bundle. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I uh, yeah. I remember when when uh, I think mine came with Altered Beast. I want to say. But she said she said Genesis. So I'm thinking not EU because she would have said Mega Drive. Mm. So maybe it was Brazilian. Well, it might okay, might have been one of those. Too. Might have been like one of those things Canadian. that, like, like Toys R Us, like where they they put like the bundles together for you or something. You know, uh-huh. I don't. 
I, I don't I don't know. Well, they packaged just Sonic. It's the Garfield that's weird. Maybe maybe mm. Susie just got the Garfield with it, and you know, yeah, it doesn't pack with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm glad that you got those, and you didn't get like Echo the Dolphin or something. You know, I mean, people like Dude, the that guy game, who but... invented that just mm-hmm. did it when he was high on LSD. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. he was truly. Just trying to recreate that effect. No, I I actually like like know quite. I, I've known a few women throughout my life who Genesis was their first console, and Echo was the game that they got with it. Right. And they all suck at video games. Like they all they all grew up to be shit at video games. And the ones who didn't get Echo are are, are kind of good. The ones that were that were playing Ghosts and Ghouls, you know, they're pretty good. Pretty good video games. So you know, is what it is. Okay. Uh, it was a two-pack, Jason. It That's one of those KBs probably like, you know, they bundle them. That's you cool. buy the Sonic, but they're trying to get rid of that other inventory, so they wrap it up together. Yeah. You, you know what What? What my, my big snob move was? Uh, my big snob thing was if you had the Nintendo Light gun and it was red, I thought you you were a, you were a jerk. Because if you had the uh, silver one. The red one? You... Yeah, I had the silver one. That's when you... We had, wait, we had to buy that separate. That didn't come... Ours didn't come bundled. We had the actual... My dad kept the packaging, too. Up yeah. until like he passed, my brother threw it out. I was pissed. I'm like, you, the, the fucking packaging. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 95 was when they were trying to get rid of all the Genesis inventory because I started working retail at 96, and uh, they put me in the games de- department, obviously, because I was the nerd. And uh, that was when the Saturn first came out, and uh, it came out in 95. But by that Christmas, it was already dead. Like it was already dead by '96. Like they they were already telling us just give everything away. Like we're never moving any of this shit. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Genesis was was a, it was a good system, but it did stay around for a very long time. Like after I was surprised when it was still alive. You know, eighty nine to ninety five, ninety six, dude. Yeah, quite a it's long. Very long. Time. Yeah. It's like the switch, man. Like I keep telling everyone, I'm like, look, look, man. Fucking Zelda's fun. It's the the way they make the world feel living and the physics stuff is all fun. Mm-hmm. But this is technology that that was brand new in 2011. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like like yeah. This is this is guys. You know what that means? That means imagine if like um, Super Mario World was using NES tech. You know what I mean? Like yeah. or, or beyond that, like. See, 12 years, 85, 95. No, imagine if Mario 64 was still running on NES tech. Like, this is what we're talking about. This is crazy, dude. Like, it's crazy (laughs) to me that I feel, Jason, and I don't want to be one of those guys who's getting older, things are getting worse, but I feel like we're getting, we are getting suckered technology-wise in a a lot of ways, you know? Like, I think think it's a little bit of, like, of the bottlenecking of the market itself with, like, innovation that it's not really moving that much further ahead. So it's allowing them to sort of play this cheap game. If if fucking 16K fucking TVs came out today, Nintendo would have to get off off, off its ass and do something, like, much different than what it's been doing. But instead, they're kind of just able to be like, ah, kids are dumb. And that's where they're at. That's that's the whole problem with it. Kids are dumb, and so they're like. But but in reality, they're actually like not. And my they just my kids don't want to play the the uh, Switch that much. They only really like they only watch YouTube on the Switch because they know that's a trick to be able to watch more YouTube. When I tell them they can't. Um, <laughs> and then Aria asks Jason, "Do you think someone else gets Dawn of the Jedi if this indie movie fails at the box office?" 
I don't think it would be realistic for them to fire somebody off of another movie because that person ordered the movie that they wrote. Uh, You know what I mean? That, that, that they had made that they signed off on. I don't think that just like, I don't think Taika Waititi makes the Thor movie that I don't like, and he gets fired off of star Wars. Like that's just not how it works. He would have to, it would have to be gross incompetence that led to a movie being destined to fail then and so so on now 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 obviously some people you start to get a feel for them this person just doesn't have mainstream taste we're trying to make a a popcorn movie that connects on all all audiences but that would require probably a streak of failed films that that could have been big but just weren't and you start to go well what's the commonality here you know and it's like steven spielberg didn't really make a great Indiana Jones movie the last time it still made it 850 million dollars you guys just don't know like you got to yeah. stop I, I that's why I do not get into the how much a movie's gonna make fucking game you know yeah because yeah. no if any if anyone could figure this out they would be hired immediately by you know like like by a studio mm-hmm. and they'd all be making the money like it just doesn't work the way fans think like globally you know even even internally like you could say I'm not interested, or I think these people aren't interested. That has nothing to do with it. And and I yeah. learned this in a when I started working in t-shirts. Um, I took the the first year I, I took a three month break and I went and drove around the country and just went to different WalMarts across the country. Mm-hmm. I took a summer and just drove from here all the way up to Montana, out to the East Coast and back. You know, like I drove all the way around, man. Okay. Spent three months worth of pay doing it, but I wanted to see what they meant when they said a walmart in st louis ain't gonna buy that like walmart in north dakota well i fucking checked out of you know those regional walmarts and i can tell you like things don't sell the same in different parts of the country and so you can't predict oh no yeah no no it's 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 a fact like i i know this is this is once again a tangential but and personal experience but when when mace windu came out here um, for Phantom Menace, it was hard to get at first. And, but like w- my mom in Kansas had no problem finding Mace Windu. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a, there's a lot of different reasons, but I also, I, I, I was a, yeah, a lot of sad reasons, but they're also on, on, um, I tried to get an answer to this and I got really close and I, I think it's the truth, but I don't know for certain. But um, if you like, look at Luke Skywalker in the original Star Wars trilogy's action figures by Kenner in the late '70s and early '80s, the hair changes color drastically, and I think the hair colors changed depending on the markets between how fucking bright yellow and brown it, it that they were. And there's some of them like where they have like certain hair and it's like on like the Trilego cards, which is going to be going to Spain and stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of trying to go for sameness. But it also yeah, could have just been production. This is, yeah. This was 2006 when I made that trip. And even at that point, they had, you know, they had regions. That's why. I, so I plan my trip based on their regional data. Because, I mean, our shirts were in every Walmart nationwide. So I wanted to see how are they being placed nationwide you know like what did that look like so i can only imagine dude like like whatever excites even like when they go well youtube views it's got views that doesn't mean it just doesn't mean anything i wish i wish it did you know like at the end of the day 
those Transformers movies when Bay was making them were still making a shitload of money and no one was clapping for them, right? Like like this Fast X movie's coming out. That movie could make a one point something billion because c- celebrity sells in different countries. You just don't know, you yeah, know, like how it's gonna work out. What I'm with you. The real question is internally, are they happy with them? Because if they're happy with Man Gold, he could end up running the whole fucking studio one day. Like that's well, what's really important, you know. That that was that that's always been my point about Ryan Johnson. Is is people go, oh, so and so is not going to happen because of something I saw on on like YouTube. It's like no, actually, uh, they 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 love the guy. They they fucking yeah, love yeah, that the, guy. The, uh, Lord mm-hmm. and Miller weren't removed off solo because they test screened the film and people booed. Right. You know what I mean? That's not what happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, you know, it, you know, if, um, yeah, but I would say like, you know, like I said, if a director continues to like not connect on a mass level, they will stop giving him, they will stop Shumble. trusting him to make, yeah, to make movies at that budget. And it will just, He'll get quiet. Yeah. He'll get quieter. Who else has and, had uh, that? Someone else has gone down that trajectory. Yeah, well, on. I mean, like, like, like I, I, I don't think, I, well, I don't think that, like, this applies to, to the to the thing, but, like, Ridley Scott is somebody who uh, has been really in step with pop culture uh, taste and standards and really out of step with it. But he he's such a, like, a, a, a big filmmaker that, he's, that he just keeps, he gets to keep going. He's fine. He's he's always been fine. But it's like, yeah, how did the guy who who, you know, did whatever movie you love by Ridley Scott also do the Robin Hood movie that he did? That was just like the most well, the crazy thing about film, the Robin Hood movie. You know? The Robin Hood movie though was originally a fucking uh Nottingham movie about okay. how Robin Hood was an asshole and Nottingham was like a fucking good dude. It was like a reversed it was a dark comedy. It was one of those blacklist scripts that Everyone oh, was really? like, yeah, yeah, he picked it up and it turns into this fucking historical epic about the Magna fucking Carta. And they were like, yeah. how do you do How does that happen? How does that happen? I'm like, because they buy a script and then, they, and I know that if you go watch, I don't think anything's changed. If you go watch the Dangerous Days documentary with Hampton Fancher, the, the making of Blade Runner, and Hampton Fancher talks about what the difference between before Ridley Scott comes on board and when Ridley Scott comes on board. And when Ridley Scott comes on board, Ridley Scott, Ridley had changes. Yeah. And Hampton was used to fighting back. I'm the writer. This is the 70s, right? No, the writer. No, no, no. And then Hampton goes, look, my buddy pulled me aside. He goes, mate, I know me, mate. You know, like Ridley's, Ridley's producer goes, I know me, mate. He's going to get what he wants. Like, you're yeah. not going to be here if you don't do the thing. And so Ridley Scott wanted to make a Magna Carta movie. And his way in was just picking up whatever script the studio already picked up. You know what I mean? And then he changed. And it, blah, blah. The, the, the sad part is that movie never got made. You know, like that's um, the sad part is uh, uh, another example, uh, not of somebody who couldn't work, but like of them loving somebody and then what fans assume or make up lies about is is another Taika one. And when when they were doing Mando's finale and he was directing that, they loved him and they were like they wanted to give him something. And um and. Bestman has told the story I think on this show, you know, that one of his sources said that like, and he told me this back then, actually, um, they were, it was being told that like, that's their dream director. And that you're not going to take that away. Like the movie would have to like really break Kathleen Kennedy 
she would have to see it and just be like, you actually are a colossal fucking idiot who seemed like you knew what you were doing. Like it would, it would be really, really like an egregiously bad film. I, I, I think it'd be like M night as a good, the good example that you had, Rob, I think it would be like M night that has to be because Kennedy is one of the people who propped him up first. She like, yeah, discovered him if you will. And, yeah. and, and then he did what he did with his, they, I, I actually am kind of glad though because I'm I'm actually enjoying his last movies that don't take themselves super seriously and are like cinematic Twilight Zone episodes. The fucking beach is except or, or terrible. But it's called the beach, yeah. But it, but it, I, I I enjoyed it. But Knock at the Cabin was a good time. Not the greatest except movie, the but it's not bad. The execution on Glass was not up to unbreakable standards. Yeah, know? he shouldn't. Good he shouldn't idea have done being that. in it. I like the idea of being in a in an insane asylum, and I like the actors, but the yeah. overall construction and execution of the 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 product, uh, the final yeah. film, was not. I, I I wasn't I wasn't including that one. That that's that's one of the ones I think that that's like the big blemish on this era, you know. Because Unbreakable so. is probably my top three comic book films of all time, and it's not a comic book movie. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean. It's it's an original yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, M- M- Molly Damon, um, she's got shit for brains. Beats me. I don't know. Um, I honestly, <laughs> she has shit for brains. She, she's a fucking asshole. She goes, she talks shit about me. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. She's a fucking maniac. I was always nice to that fucking asshole, too. I'm just going to call her a fucking asshole because of what she is. And it's like uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser is closing because it's not getting booked. It's not because of DeSantis. It's not, fuck DeSantis. He could burn in hell, too. That said, that's that's a that's, that's a, a whole covering. facility they have to renovate. That's going to cost them money. That's not the same as canceling a project that they weren't. Yeah. like the the hotel, the, the situation of relocating employees. Now we just don't have to spend money. But they yeah. already spent the money, not just building it, advertising it, hiring people, training them. I mean, like how many, how much fucking money you think they spent? Billion dollars on this fucking thing? You know, like it's crazy how much money they probably spent on it. Uh, so closing it is a worse, it's like closing galaxy's edge would be a really bad idea for them. Right. Just doesn't look good. When you got to close a star Wars thing, you don't, you don't do that because of political issue. There's a real financial problem. It's bleeding them money, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Royal Fino says you could argue Mangold is the most accomplished director that star Wars has ever had prior to his first Star Wars movie. Compared to him, Ryan and JJ were risks. So I think in terms of quality at that point, like I think you, well, you are correct, but JJ had already revitalized Star Trek. And I think that was a clearer <laughs> win in the, in except, that front. Except Jason, they're forgetting who directed Solo. Mm-hmm. Ron Howard? Yeah. If you're just okay. saying an accomplished director, yeah, yeah, he's far more accomplished than that's man's goal. That's fair, but I would, but I, I'm, I'm going to amend it and say Mangold is the most uh, probably. Well, yeah, you can't really do that either because I, I would say Mangold and Ryan are probably neck and neck about who, who would be considered maybe the the highest quality director of the well, Ryan, Disney Star Ryan Wars era. Energy. But Ryan Ryan and Mansgold still have they have their energy. 
they have yeah. that fire, right? Mm-hmm. They still got the flame. Ron is like stoic. That's why I was like, Ron would have been a better choice for episode nine than a solo film. You need you need that fire that, right. that under your belly, you know, not the, the he's just like a looking back dude at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like it's like he's just not not that filmmaker anymore necessarily. Right. Like 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 Spielberg. Like both Spielberg and Ron Howard, like they, they want to make movies about astronauts in retirement or something now. They they, they don't no. really wanna well, you know, it's something like that. Jets versus know. sharks, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. Whales. Whales with Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But it, it's but yeah, like but 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 I'm gonna take him out of it because he was a he was a safety. He was brought in to uh try to save a movie that they didn't like the direction Fair of. Enough. And then, um, so I'm referring to say like, you know, yeah, but, but, but man, Mangold and Ryan though, Mangold, Ryan and, and, um, and Taika though, those are three, those are three of the people that I would, I would pick, you know, I would, I would pick them to, to, to be involved, um, in Star Wars. I, I think that they're three filmmakers with voices and they, they bring in, you know, they made interesting films, um, I I do hope that Ryan's next one is more is more like Looper in a way. And when I when I say that, I mean like I hope Ryan's next Star Wars film is less fantasy and a little bit more has a little bit more grit to it. Like uh, that's one of the yeah, things I would like com- to see him bring. He, he's he's written a lot of comedy in the last few years, like with Knives Out and, and Poker yeah. Face. I mean, he's, I know he's not writing all those episodes of Poker Face, but he's but it's. It. Yeah, but he's running. But he, I just hope he's getting that out of his system because I could use a little less of it, you yeah. know, just a little less of it if he's going to come back to Star Wars at some point. Right. I mean, yeah. if he if he does come back to Star Wars, if he does make something and then he does put put comedy comedy in it, it will probably be okay though because it's like you know people act like you were making a, a joke about Christ or something if you have Luke make a joke and you know what I mean or there's anything funny with those characters. So, so it's like, you know, at least, at least if he does something else, it will likely be completely original. And I, and I, and I think that will be the best way to, to grade him in in a way. Like, like I firmly believe if JJ went to make an original Star Wars project, an original one from scratch, I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if it would be that good. I don't know if it would be that original. I think everything he does is down the line is derivative. All the time, and and he's good. At that can be good performances, and that could be good though. Performances with actors. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 but yeah. I, I, in terms of writing, he, he should them. stay the fuck away from a script. Like, like <laughs> I'm not on the J.J. Abrams writing a movie camp. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, same. I'm not. I'm not either. That's why, like, everything is like very like like d- derivative. Um, and I I kind of think though that. Uh, those those movies will likely happen but but Although, the, the but is i think it's going to be five years away at least i think he has a lot the guy's a lot lined up i don't i don't see i i, I think it's going to require like a weird twist of things stars aligning and and i th- i think they will though unless and here's where i think it, i think it dies potentially or most likely dies if Kathleen Kennedy leaves. And then that's where I think it's unlikely he at people who who were in these development deals necessarily see their things actually ever happen. 
at that point, I think that like they start canceling those and being like, yeah, we're not, we're not in business with you. We're not doing Rogue Squadron, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, but we'll, 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 we'll have to, um, look back at this video in like five years and laugh about how none of it happened. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, but once again, to, to get back to the very last part before we leave here, Mangold got in, it got Indiana Jones five made. Indiana Jones five had as many problems as all of the rest of these things. And uh, he, he got it done. So during COVID, th- during COVID yeah, there's, there's, there's something to be said about that, about either their faith in him or him being able to work that system or something. I don't know. I'm not sure what all the behind the scenes details are, but with all of that, that put together, it, it came, it came and it, and it happened. And now it, some people have now seen the, the, this Indiana Jones movie. So uh, that, that counts for something. And uh, so I, I kind of think we will see his, his star Wars movie, but once again, my whole thing is I think that what's actually the problem is that Disney owns too much. They own star Wars, they own avatar and they own Marvel. And it's just like, how do you fucking get anything made when like, yeah, Oh, I could, they I could, they don't I could, own avatar. Well, you they're, they're, they're distributing it. And how do you not step on your own toes? How do you decide? Oh, you could only make a movie every other year for really. It's just like, like that's a, it's fucking insane. Like, and, and right now they're acting like that's the way it has to be. I don't think that can last forever. I don't think it makes sense that that lasts forever. And, but I don't know. I don't know if they have an answer to it. You know, maybe they're just going to be like, well, we got two star Wars movies this year. We're going to try it again. Or how are we going to make it work? But right now, the, the last thing that we've ever heard of with any official like firmness from both Kennedy, the Lucasfilm side and Bob Iger, the Disney side is, Oops, not going to do that mistake again. But now they're they're like, oh, oh, we can't do that. But we also can't release a movie against Marvel. We can't re- release a movie when Avatar's releasing. So I, that's why I don't know if I believe like when Deadline, I think it's Deadline, who says that the Filoni movies in 2026. I don't think there's a Star Wars movie in 2025 and in 2026. That's provided the writer strike ends tonight and everything goes back to normal. You know, like I just don't really know if that if they can do it or if they will do it and like, like there's ways of doing it for, for sure. I, I think they need to figure it out. I think that they need to be like, you know what? We got to solve this, but until they, and, but if we pretend that those are the rules and that the pieces on the board move according to those rules, I don't know how, I don't know how anything gets made. How you tell Taika? Yeah, Taika, we'll make your movie um, in two years. Be ready. And Taika's like, well, you know, my movie it's going to take me a year to do this next movie and it's starting in, in six months. It's impossible. So like that schedule, how that's going to work for anybody is that that's the, the, I think the uh, true like headache of the whole thing for them. Well, simultaneously got, saying things like we're only going to release things when they're ready. It's just yeah. very conflicting. It's very conflicting. I, I don't believe pretty much anything that's being said right now, like from yeah. any report or any side, because all of it's all of it doesn't mesh up. Even even in even their official statements don't line up half the time. It's like when the UFO go, phenomenon. Oh, right, 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 nobody right. knows what's going on. You're willing. You're I find one hill you're willing to lose on, 
and yeah. just let everything else fall to the wayside. Like, I, that's how I would. Yeah. Like the one hill I'm willing to lose on is they will fucking definitely make uh, a, a movie that takes a Mando movie, right? I was like, there's just no way that wasn't going to fucking happen to me. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Now, will they have taken the longest possible fucking time and waste all the opportunity and goodwill they had and probably run it into the ground before the movie comes out? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure they will, because that's that's what they always do. Like, like they, they never know how to properly seize the moment. You know, yeah. like they sit back and then wait and 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 wait as if everyone's getting younger, as if people's attention spans fucking hold. And then seven years later, go, ah, oh, now we'll do it. You know, and it's like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, Rob, you got it. Yeah, you got me. You got me there. You know, like, I mean, the the, uh, the best case scenario, just to touch on what Arya is saying, too, is what would the fan base response be if Ryan did a prequel film touching the characters we all love? Um, I think, like, there, we don't know what Ryan's premise was, but what if Ryan's premise was the same as, as Mangold's? And if that's the uh, the case, then m- maybe Ryan makes the second movie or the or the trilogy fits into that what what he's launching. Like at the end of the day, like if it's about the people who are you know discovering the see. Force, you know, I mean, you, you could have it happening see. around the galaxy at the same time and interesting conflicts there and stuff. Whatever they do, post Mando movie on Disney Plus, I'd like to mm-hmm. see Ryan Johnson like run a run a show, mm-hmm. you know. I'd yeah. like to see what that looks like. Not hanging on. And then if you wanted to do a movie culminating that afterward, fine. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I just wanted to get past this fucking, whether he makes Star Wars stuff or not. I, I'm, I'm just tired of the, of, of the, the Ryan Johnson mystery hour right now, though. Having sat through two Knives Out films and Poker Face <laughs> season one, I'm like, you've done it. Good. I, it's good work. Get out while, you know, don't be a JJ. Don't come back for nine. You're going to fuck this up eventually and then become known as the boy. Well, he has to guy. make another Knives Out because he sold three of them to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And then and he also says he will make as many LeBlanc but, films and, as, as Homeboy wants to make. And I'm like, no. And unlike, and unlike JJ Abrams, when he signs a production deal with the studio, he actually gets his shit done. <laughs> like, yeah. Look, I got to be honest. The thing that episode nine aside, you know, yeah, that's a blemish. That's a giant blemish for me. The mm-hmm. thing that actually fucking puts me in the J.J. Abrams' shady category was that $500 million with fucking Warner Brothers and didn't do jack shit. You know, like, and I get you go, Rob, you don't understand how this works. I'm like, I understand enough. And I've, talking to, I've yeah. spoken to people who have production companies, okay, that produce films, have produced television, and they tell me it's really fucking bad. Like mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. You don't want that. That 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 that. I mean, you can't coast on fucking uh, your 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 laurels for so long. And when you burn a studio for a certain, or they feel aggrieved. How about that? They feel mm-hmm. aggrieved. That those people, at those studios, but they Rob, leave. They go to other studios. Let's let's be very realistic right now, okay? JJ was born on June twenty seventh, nineteen. 19- 66. <laughs> he is 56 years fucking old. All right, Glennis McCants. No, you, you know what I mean? No, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. But, yeah, no, I'm saying JJ, it, and people retire at 65 because they have to, not because they want to, or they're, they're, they're made he to wait. He should retire after that. Rise of Skywalker. I and, say be done. 
Yeah. And but he so, took so, that production deal after Rise, right? So Right. But but because he's so damn good looking and charming, people think he's like, you know, 39. But he's about to be 60 here in a couple of very, very soon. I think he just is like, I'm gonna take their fucking money and they're gonna hate me, and I don't care because I'm I'm almost done. You know, that, that might be the case. I mean, he hasn't been it's that like, prolific. Like, like after like right. in the, it's not like he's like one of those guys where he's just like making a movie a year and he just can't stop. He should have retired after The Force Awakens. He should have retired yeah. after The Force Awakens. Everyone would mm-hmm. fucking love him. He'd have been know? a legend. He'd be ho- Hollywood golden again. boy for the yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for the rest of his, you know, for for all time. But yeah, here we are, man. Like, look, that's why I said like whatever happened. If it were me, you know, I would have just had Ryan finish off that trilogy, and. uh and if you needed two films to do it, I would have been like, then you get, you will make a film after COVID once COVID hit and shit. Or if yeah. that film had needed to be delayed because, you know, whatever, and then they couldn't ship it during, look, put it this way. If episode, if Ryan had done episode nine and then it got delayed because COVID had come out, right? Or it got delayed because of production, right? He couldn't right. meet that date. They go with delay. Then COVID comes out and they can't release it that year. They hold on to it. When they do release that film, it could have made twice the amount of money. You know, it could have done Spider-Man No Way Home numbers being a Star Wars movie that comes out when at the at the end of COVID or end of I say that in figures, but you know what I mean? There's yeah. I don't think the shit's over, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When people are going back to the theaters, that's holding off on episode nine could it could have been the thing everyone would just I just want to see it, I just want to see it, I just want to see it, I just want to see it. And then you drop that, boom. Like it could have been, you know, like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that gets me about this whole, well, we had to get it out because, and now are we glad we got it out? Cause then there may not even be theaters. Well, that that's not the way it worked out. And, and that whole, there won't be movie theaters thing is such bullshit. Cause I'm like, okay, let's say, let's say all the theater owners, like we're not doing it anymore. If the studios just decided to make a star Wars movie and a Batman movie and to put that out, they can, they can invent their own theater and watch fucking everyone go to it. It's just not, it's yeah. just ridiculous. You know? Well, I, I would say Crawley Chaos Crawley Chaos feels that Ryan Johnson doesn't get Star Wars keep him far away. The the uh, the uh, thing is is whenever we go and we you do something with Star Wars, it's gonna be the filmmakers putting their voice into it. Nobody if you I don't know what does getting Star Wars well, even mean? Star, where do you explain Raise of Skywalker? Look, mm-hmm. I don't fucking love the Last Jedi. I like the ending. I think the mm-hmm. ending is fucking great. I, I'm sorry what anyone says, and I know, I know it's just Escape from L.A., but it's a better film than Escape from L.A. No one can argue that. Um, but Rise of Skywalker's dog shit is 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 barely a fucking film, dude. It, it's barely, yeah. it's got L. I mean, it, it's so fucking bad, dude. I, from the goddamn uh, uh, weird montage, slow motion, Kylo Ren in a red filtered background. It's supposed to be Mustafar. That ain't really Mustafar. It, it just goes on and on and on with the weird, we couldn't find a dagger in a desert and they find it in two seconds when they fall down a fucking hole. You know what I mean? Like it's bullshit. It's got, it's got like 800 fucking MacGuffins in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a dagger. It, it, it's got one interesting sequence and it's the remnants of the Death Star bits. That's yeah. it. Everything a bunch else of ideas. is fucking bullshit, dude. It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Calm my tits. No, I'm not calming no. my tits. That movie um, angers me to no end, dude. That Rise of Skywalker. Because, but, but, how, but you can't say because this guy did something I didn't like. That means the next time he does something, I'm not going to like it. Or because he did something I did like, like The Force Awakens, means that he should come back and fix. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything, as yeah, we've seen. 
Well, it, it's like it's like when it comes to like when, and I, I'm not trying to put anything on you. I'm talking just having the conversation. I like you created the topic kind of thing, not at you, Crawling Chaos. But like, if if the idea is George Lucas, if we if we think George Lucas created or George he didn't create Star Wars, but if George George Lucas is what sets uh, if you get Star Wars or not, George would say every single person on this planet doesn't get it. Because it's just like his like ideas and what he would do, and then when people go around and they try to emulate that, it's it, it never works. So th- that, that? did that, Gilray that, say that? Someone I don't said know. that recently. Someone who said that they said, I was listening to someone talk about Star Wars, and they were saying that when Disney, I think it may have been Snyder, but they were mm-hmm. like, when Disney tries to replicate what George Lucas does. Yeah. They, they fail. But when they just do their own thing, they've had their most success. Mando is its own thing. It doesn't have John Williams music. You know, it doesn't, it may have homages, but it is its own thing. Rogue One and or are its own things. And right, Solo, that's, you know, had it been any other fucking character, it could have been interesting, you know, but. Well, I, I, I would, I would argue that Andor is one of the best Star Wars things of all time. And I would also be okay with the argument that Tony Gilroy doesn't get Star Wars. Tony Gilroy is not doing Republic serial homages in the middle of his stuff. He's not doing an action adventure swinging on a rope story about romance. But you know what I mean? It's it's the this is like Buster Keaton. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't do any of that. He doesn't care if your seven year old understands the movie. Could give two fucks. And it's like, but at, so it's like, that's where I come in, where, where, where what we always say, I, I, what we think, I think we agree on this. It's not our idea necessarily, but if the human story is there, somebody can make a good movie. That's just what it comes down to. Somebody could make a good movie if they have a good human story and it's in a Star Wars packaging. Because that's why, because right. I like, I mean, Mando season one is a fucking guy whose face we can't see in a puppet. But the human story is between, like, you know, a found family, a father, and an adopted son sort of story. Right. Two people coming together. That's a human story. It fucking works. Andor, uh, Rogue One works in the same way, but it's more closer geared towards revolution. But the father-daughter stuff between Jin and her, both of her dads, um, it or, works. What I say is the thing that's overlooked the most is mm-hmm. when Andor does the thing han solo doesn't and or takes the money and leaves and what happens he still gets caught up by him he literally gets arrested by the empire for being brown for just walking like you can't like money can't solve this problem money isn't going to get you out of fascism you know which is a very human element you know Mm -hmm. like and it's told in a human way because we see when he goes to prison we see them as we're not dealing with being told what's happening. We're experiencing it firsthand from a first person perspective, you know, which is a big right. difference between that and what we get like in say Mando season three, where you're told this happened to the Mandos and that happened to the Mandos and then this happened to me. And then that happened to me. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. fucking know what you're saying, man. Like, like yeah. whatever, but yeah, but-, but that's what I'm trying to like the whole point though, at the end of the day is mm-hmm. if you could say, I didn't like what dude did with the movie, so I know he could never do well the next time. All right, well, let me tell you something. James Mangold made a movie called The Wolverine, which I fucking can't stand. It deals with the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller uh, run on um, Wolverine. And that was a mandate by the studio because you know who wrote the first script to that? 
Chris freaking McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie wrote the original script to that. And not a, and by his own words, not a single bit of it ever ended up in the film. You know why? Because he didn't want to give himself, he wanted to put Chris Claremont and Frank Miller as credits on the script. And the WGA wouldn't allow it. And he's like, well, whatever. I don't really care. I'll get paid for this because I know you're never going to use an element of this because it's using the fucking comic. And they, he's right. That didn't happen. The studio got the studio script the studio wanted. And Mansgold made that movie. That movie fucking sucked. He then gets the studio to give him a, a pitiful amount of money, whatever it needed, to make the R-rated Logan the actual Frank, the, the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller-esque boots-to-the-teeth kind of feeling mm-hmm. Wolverine movie with Logan and gets nominated for, like, Best Picture and shit. So, like, like you Ta- can't Ta- say... Taika Waititi made the Marvel movie. I have watched the most throughout my life. But right, he also right. made... Yeah. yeah, and he also made the yeah. one I haven't even finished yet. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so you just can't... It's irrelevant. You just can't... I mean, I make stuff all... The time, and I'm, I'm cognizant, man. I'm working on a project now that means so much to me, but, like, I'm like, I, am I making a turd? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? I know, fear that. Yeah. Like when you're like, are fans of this gonna think this or this or that while you're doing it? You know, mm-hmm. and you when you're in a project like that, you can't vocalize it to anyone, right? And even internally, you can vocalize, and they'll they'll tell you you're hoping that the people above you are able to look at it right um, holistically and say, no, no, you're on the right path. But what if we're all wrong? <laughs> like, you know, like you just you just gotta do the best you can do, and then like pray for the best that, that people latch onto it. I feel like the problem with Love and Thunder at the end of the day is it suffers two major problems. Man, it's too much story for one movie, and it and it and it makes fun of. It doesn't have fun. At the times, oh. the humor comes from a making fun of fucking place you know so uh joe d mentions he's all force awakens is the fourth highest grossing film in the world rise of skywalker's 36th place regardless of who directs them they will be financially financially successful even rob zombie could do it i guess and uh, uh when i was watching that uh when i was watching that uh james gunn uh, when i was watching that 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 james gunn video we talked about earlier he talks about how he, uh, there was this point in LinkedIn when it would start throwing people at you who were in your phone contacts or whatever. And he said that one day LinkedIn suggested Rob Zombie to him on LinkedIn. And he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And th- that that is pretty funny. The idea of Rob Zombie on LinkedIn makes me laugh. Uh, but, yeah, but Rob Zombie made that Monsters movie, which is... Oh, God. Beyond, that is so beyond, beyond the movie, just from a technical standpoint, we're, watch, we're listening to scenes that weren't properly mic'd, bro. Like you're, there's it's, whole scenes in there where it's the microphones across the room, like that's unacceptable. Yeah, and so, and like J- Junior Jangle talks a little bit about how you know episode nine turned Luke into a curmudgeon, and um, but it's like also who put Luke on the fucking island, and and there were only ever two places to take Luke. I'm Luke Skywalker, and I love you, and I want to be very kind and do everything for you, or the, or the, or the a curmudgeon. And in reality, we know that Mark Hamill's capability as an actor was this. The, the thing about Ryan is, is he did what George did. He played to the characters, to the actor's strengths and how he dealt with the characters in that movie. And r- remember, Mark was had not acted in live action in a meaningful way in fucking years. And he got a really good performance out of him. And uh, 
I just don't disagree with anything that he did on on that that front. Now, once again, I'm not telling you your opinion's wrong or anything like that. But when I just look at it, I'm just like, I don't I don't think that I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm your dad. I just don't think Mark was going to be able to bring that. I, I always said this too before the, they even made a choice on it, you know. But what's funny is you see like that quote coming out about how like he says like I fundamentally disagree with all of your d- decisions on this movie. Uh, people who who stick to that they don't follow the rest of the documentary where he comes around and he sees that Ryan was right. But also, if you go to the um, twenty thirteen Return of the Jedi EW screening with Mark Hamill, <laughs> I was there, and he um, it was it had a name Cape Town Festival. You could probably find the interview somewhere. Mark is literally saying that he needs to be what he becomes in the last Jedi. He literally says it. He said he also says, I'm not gonna learn how to lightsaber fight. I'm too old. I don't want to do the workout. You don't know how hard that was. I don't want to do it again. So then they go and then they make that movie. And that's why that movie always like I knew what it was gonna be. I knew I knew where it was gonna go with Luke. I just thought it might have been an episode seven originally, you know? And um but nope, it, it it went exactly that way. So once again, though, that's where Lucasfilm went. They made sort of one of those fabricated behind the scenes kind of things where it's like everything's a loose truth. It's PR to fuck. It's fake history. J.W. Rinsler's like, I'm not working on this shit. This is PR. Peace out. This ain't my fucking cup of tea. And he's gone. And then you end up with this. And then now it's like the thing that they hold against the movie. Like, this is the proof. Mark Hamill feels the same way we do. And when in reality, if Mark Hamill truly felt that way, he would never have shut the fuck up about it. He wouldn't. He would. Yeah. He would talk about it like just like that right now. But he'd be making fun of it. It would be a he would he had nothing to lose, and he wouldn't want to work with them anymore. But that's not really where we're, where we're at on that movie. But you know, it is what it is. I, I, um, you know, it just is. You know, um, crawling says Ryan knowing his shit clearly did not know about the executor losing its shield so it could be ran. So that kind of shit's that's just nerd fucking shit, dude. Like you're going to write fantasy. You don't give a fuck about that. At the end of the day, they do what they want to do with the story and the visuals. And then they let the fucking nerds fucking justify it in a book by Pablo Hidalgo. That's, that's okay. just how that I shit goes. I made a goes. joke with Lucas. I made a joke earlier when, when Lucas came, I had, I had a Giorgio come on, right? Yeah. Georgie Porgy came on. And I said, the fans don't care. They'll just like write the right the worst. They'll write a letter into Starlog. That's a literal quote from George Lucas when they uh, they were first working out Luke having a lightsaber in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He wanted he had no explanation for it, and Lucas's response to that was, "What's what's what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to some fans are going to write a letter into Starlog. Starlog, like, yeah. Cares? Like Lucas doesn't care about any of that. Lucas wasn't doing. Like, yeah, it's about the, the fantasy. We have now the fandom we have now, Jason. For me largely is I put fandom in before Lord of the Rings and after Lord of the Rings because once the Lord of the Rings DVDs came out mm-hmm. and they were like everything was figured out we had the whole timeline we made everything so it was real everything made sense and it doesn't it's still a fucking movie a lot of it don't fucking make sense but it's entertaining but they believed no. that and so everyone goes this all these things have to fucking make complete 100% line up synchronicity blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, we're watching a Superman movie. Where I'm like, where's he hide the fucking boots? We still okay. never solved that problem. 
You know, like, okay, like okay. okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help crawling chaos, chaos out here. Okay, so I'm the creator of Star Wars now. Everything is my choice. Okay, so he's, crawling chaos says some of us do care. They're, they're crapping on the established logic of the universe. Um, your logic would be fundamentally flawed because you're saying that a uh, executor star destroyer in Return of the Jedi is the same as a ship manufactured 30 years later on for a different regime in a different part of the galaxy. And I would also say that it, it's selective criticisms because like light speed skipping in episode nine, why the fuck right. don't they just always do that? Why the fuck right. is that only used then? And it's because it's about the fantasy and you can never divorce space fantasy from Star Wars. And it's not just genre. It's in the fact that it like, it's just about, it's about going with what you can fantasize and yeah, what the Jedi is fun can run in that really moment. fast. If the Jedi can run really fast. Why didn't Luke ever speed run? Why didn't why didn't why, why didn't, didn't they Luke run speed really run? fast in the other two movies that the Attack of the Clones? Why didn't mm -hmm. why weren't any of the Jedi's running fast in, or, that, in those battles? Or, why, or why, okay, why? so calling it thirty years later, more advanced ship, or thirty years later, made in secret against a Republic who would destroy you. You can't get all of the things that you. It's just it's all it's not real. It's fantasy. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not crapping on everything. Well, Lucas, I mean, that's Paul Hirsch talks about this this part of it in his book specifically when when he when he came onto the Star Wars project was mm -hmm. that Lucas was like uh, uh, make sure we put uh, I want to put sound effects in space because I, it's a fantasy I don't want to hear how this isn't realistic like he specifically didn't want to hear about yeah. realism yeah it was it was his whole goal was to put all the sounds in space and we uh, fly around and have adventures in it because he didn't want to hear about realism. Right, you know, like that was the exact opposite. We, we you know, what fans, Star Wars fans, don't want to know about how Snoke's ship would probably be so big it would be creating its own gravity around things. Right, like that's boring. <laughs> that's fucking boring, bro. Like right. nobody wants that shit. Like what we want to see is giant it, it fucking is not star gonna destroyers. Make it a better, it's not going to make it a better movie. Yeah, it's I want to see Laura Dern movie. flying spaceships into shit, like on a cool, you know, like. Like that's what it that that's that's what like Star Wars is about. The other shit should just start. You get into a Star Trek place when you start going like, oh, the warp drives, oh my, you know, and shit like that. It's it's a that belongs more in a in a science fictionary like kind of kind of zone. Um, but but for for me, once somebody lifts a rock with their mind. I don't care anymore. It's fake. It's fucking fantasy. You know what I mean? At that point, right. Yuri Geller, once, Geller once comes in. Kermit the Frog puppet does it. We're way in the realm of fucking once, fantasy. Yeah, I, at that point, I'm I'm not taking shit like serious in that way. I'm going with the uh, with the dream. and that once again, I I'm not saying it needed to work for you or anything like that. Like chaos, like it's, but I do think that's one of those things where like something else got on your tits, and then here's, you started nitpicking at that. You know what I mean? Here's like, where like, that's it does it matter. Is. Here's where I think it does matter. You can't in one scene, in your scene, say, hey, we can't do this because we don't have enough fuel in our backpacks. And then in another scene, two episodes later, have unlimited fucking fuel in your backpacks to do whatever the fuck you want your characters to do. If the shield thing was a pertinent piece to the narrative of the story, if they go, hey, we can't take this out because of this, right? And then that exact same ship, and by, it wasn't the same ship, it was a different ship for some other order. But if that exact same ship shows up and they don't do that, then it's an issue because the you know um, it's a it's a definite issue, but it's not the same. Are, are are you joking, Junior? Because I I read that script 
I read it on this show before that, 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 that's not, that never happened. That was always called magic mountain. That idea was created. Oh man. What's her name? The, the woman with dreadlocks from the story group. Fucking I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. That was her idea that, you know what? We don't deal with Luke in this one because we haven't figured it out. And we just put him out at the end like that. That that's how that that went, and uh, they called it. They called that set Magic Mountain. Rob, Octu for Episode Seven was called Magic. Everything else was Dis- Disneyland I themed. I remember your and, report on that, and that was Magic Mountain because it was like a far away from everything else. So, like it made sense. I, I was like, I get what you guys are yeah. doing, but um, yeah, that that isn't that isn't true. I don't know what Daisy. Yeah, then Daisy Ridley is wrong or she's lying. Yeah, because that's one of the that's, other. That, hey, that's Kathleen not Kennedy said we were supposed to get a Taika movie in 2023. What does that mean? Like- the actual, <laughs> the actual thing that was changed, and it's actually in my uh, reports, even from back then, that you could still read, um, was R two D two went with um, the other BB eight went with Ray and Chewbacca, and um, instead of R two R two D two, who goes in Episode seven. That's that's what 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 was changed, and it was like that they they decided to do it that way. I don't remember why now. It might have been because like it was because I think Poe Dameron needed the the droid, and like it was like a, like a logistical thing. They could have just made it R two, and I I don't remember. I think it might you know what it, I thinking back. I think it was Poe's X wing getting destroyed. They were able to do this idea that they could like shoot BB eight out like a soccer ball, but they were like R two. I don't know if that fits as well. Like it feels like he would break kind of thing. It was something like that, but don't quote me on that part. I could tell you if, if Daisy said that she was misquoted or, or, wow. or mistaken, the I whole go, suicidal on about this, the whole Lucas no suicide thing is an, is an expanded universe Lucasfilm thing that showed up in the print that had nothing to do with um, initially with anything that Ryan and them, them were, were like, were like doing. Like in they th- that idea, yeah. I, I got I got bones to pick with that. I if you want to find the interview, um, yeah. You know, by all means, if you want to find the interview and send it to me, um, send it to me at, at just uh, makingstarwars at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter, whatever's easier for you. But send it to me. I'll, I'll take a look at it. I, I would be interested in digging into that a little bit because I'm very certain that's bullshit um, or incorrect or somebody was relaying it um incorrectly but um yeah the um choice the the choices that like ryan made that were like um luke wasn't in episode seven in any way that scene was written as it was and and i think we could even prove that the scene was filmed before that script date probably we could probably date these things so if if we want to do a deep dive, we could try to solve a mystery together, Mister Jingles, and we could we could we could dig into it and then say like, nope, or or I stand corrected, it is true, but um, yeah, uh, <laughs> first rules are crawling chaos is there are no rules, uh, but you know, once again, there's just really not hard fast rules in any of the Star Wars films. I mean, like. 
like when you you know you just like watch Empire Strikes Back and take it as reality and like the Wampa is just fucks Luke Skywalker up. He gets hit like he's all bruised up and shit like that. But then we see Anakin yeah, getting fucked around by, not, not by fucking Rontos hey. and he's like, I'm cool. You want to talk about not following freaking rules? All right, I'll take you back to 1983. Me sitting in the theater watching Luke force choke a Gamoran pig, right? Wow, look, Luke's got evil powers. Luke ends up in front of a Rancor, just force choke it. Yeah. Just force choke it. You already just showed you can do it. You just did it. You just did it to the pigs. Do it to the guy. Size matters not, motherfucker. You heard that. I heard it. You heard it. We all know it now. That's it. He would have actually learned. He could have force choked it, killed it, and been like, size matters not to Jabba. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do with that, dude? I'm (laughs) going to take it a step further. He could have walked up to the gate, force choked Jabba through the door. Right. thought he had a heart attack. He could have walked and gave $17, (laughs) bought the girl, and left. (laughs) Fucking end of the day with with, with Han Solo for a a bargain. But you see where this this always leads to Niles. At the end of the day, given the movie they made, they were better off waiting for Ryan to make the ninth movie than letting J.J. and Chris Terrio write whatever nonsense they wrote at, at the at the at the end of the uh, the day a lot of the the things i considered to be good choices by ryan in the big picture don't fucking matter they just they just end up not mattering that's because of what jj did so yeah right. that, that that's trilogy doesn't matter it's hard for me to get excited where, about watching the force awakens given where it went you know the, the, actually you know what since they've been going to make a ray film now since they're going to do something else it's made that all of that more palatable to me. Like I'm going to enjoy episode nine more when episode nine doesn't matter as much as it, as it did to yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, like when, like when it's just, okay, here's a fucking, I know, I know what you're saying. Like, 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 well, Oh, and, 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 and the execution I, I keep trying to say this Rob to you, but I keep, I can never get to say this part to you. Guardians of the galaxy and Willow in episode nine both want to be guardians of the galaxy and they're not. And JJ saw guardians of the galaxy and thought I can do that too. And you watch the banter between them and you watch like the flow and it's not there. And you got like the big slug guys and the big weird aliens that are on the Falcon and like, and stuff like that. And it's just like, you, you thought you were James Gunn, JJ, but you were JJ. You're not James Gunn. You can't do it. You don't, you got what it yeah. takes, buddy. Also, and go read James Gunn's book, The Toy Collector. Just get yeah. James Gunn, Lucasfilm, if you want to make a James Gunn movie next time. <laughs> or don't busy. don't even try. Yeah, he's going to be busy for Warner a while. Warner Brothers already snapped that one up. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry. They'll probably fire him, you know, after, I don't know. I give it. No, he's he's CEO. Like I know. I think they're going to fire him. Even if they though. do, you know what that payout is? He's like, yes, yeah. please fire good, me. Good. No, I'll get no, JJ good. money. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, mean, I um, they may, JJ may have made it impossible so they can't fiscally do it. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am rooting 100% for, for James Gunn. Like, like I, I, I believe in James Gunn. I don't believe in Zaslav, Warner brothers, discovery plus any of that at all. I think James they, Gunn, I, yeah. James Gunn. Cause the only guy right now I trust to ever attempt to put a crypto the super dog in a movie and make me believe like this this works you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no one else could do that nobody yeah so yeah i'm not i'm not excited <laughs> i'm not excited about that idea but but i but i know james gunn and i'm like james gunn don't make me like it you know what i mean yeah. james james, yeah. james gunn knows the the joke in a way that i don't know how he's telling the joke yet is my point and then I, i'm probably gonna think it's funny and like it 
or tr- find it charming or something like that. And um, we, we gotta we gotta go, Jason. We, got, we gotta go. It's two hours thirty. You know, it, two hours thirty. And we're gonna and we're gonna be compl- We're gonna be reading Indiana Jones reviews tomorrow, so we gotta. I think I'm gonna do that like in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, but anyways, crawling chaos. Aria, Is it the crawling chaos show today, like <laughs> crawling chaos, junior jangles, junior jangles. We will, we, we will pick Alvarado, this. Seth Nico, everybody who's Jonesy. still here, Brian. Yeah, Brand, Brian, Brandon. And, and this person doesn't watch the show, but I hear them on Double Toast all the time. Blackie Chan, that's a great mm. fucking name. <laughs> Not a bad name. Yeah, and he's black. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope Blackie Chan shows up. Oh, if he wasn't sucks, black, that would be a problem, him. Rob. That would, be, <laughs> yeah. that would be a very, very big problem yeah. if you were, especially on Double Chan. Toast. But yeah, yeah, you know that would yeah. be a problem. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but anyways. We'll be back tomorrow. If there's any Star Wars news, we'll, of course, hit it. And if there's not, we're going to be talking about the Indiana Jones reviews, the story elements that have come out and stuff like that and, and what it means for the machine. film. And we'll we'll, yeah. we'll relate it back to Star Wars in a lot of different ways because uh, that movie's success probably is going to dictate some things for Lucasfilm in the coming years, I would say. I would I'm would. i really interested to see how this film's going to do. Yeah. You know, because... Again, if people could predict, you, you you never, no one would have, no one predicted Avatar, dude. Even after the first week in there, you know what I mean? No one, no one had. Yeah. You just don't know. You just yeah. Don't know. I, I I I I am of. I'm not a big box office guy. I have like a a slight interest in it as of late, but like I said, I think uh, what's his name, Ethan Hunt, Indiana Jones, Mario, fucking those those classic characters that have been around no. since we were children. Mission uh, Batman never broke a billion. It's only I think seven hundred fifty no, million, I'm, maybe. I'm, I, you said billion. I didn't say anything about billions. Okay. I'm saying I think they're going to perform. I don't believe a, a movie only performs if it makes a billion. I, I think a movie can 100%. perform quite well without making a billion. 100%. And if they don't put in, a, you know, three hundred fifty million dollars into the fucking marketing of it or something, so it's right. like it's like you know. So at, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't I don't know. I don't even I don't even know what a billion means when you've paid the, as much as they pay in marketing. It's like. I don't know how much, how much is you, what's the, what's the fucking net? What are you really bringing home after texts? You know, but it's like all that shit. It's like, so, so anyways, but my, Lewis Tully. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, okay. but my, <laughs> my, my, um, my, my, my point is, I think those movies are going to perform. And I think it's no, going to probably Robert be Wolf. a good, I think it's going to be, uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Batman, Robert Wall. Um, it, um, um it, I, I, can I, can I get a grant, but I think it's going to, be a good summer for for the for the the studios and film and for the, that kind of shit. I, I think I'm not. I don't think things are going to bomb. They were saying Transformers was going to bomb, and yeah. that doesn't even that doesn't even fit into my like like paradigm of what I'm talking about. But I think I heard today that Transformers is is almost doing double like what it was what it was anticipated to like do, and they they underguessed yeah. Guardians as well. And I think that there's a, a deep seated cynicism from COVID rightfully so from the market that they were coming out of that they were in. And I think that everybody is, you know, I think I'm going to end it on this. This, this is the summer we're getting Indiana Jones, Batman, mission impossible and a Ninja Turtles movie. (laughs) So the Spider-Man movie, Batman, I'm getting bat. And a Spider-Man, I'm getting Turtles, yeah. Batman, Spider-Man, and Indiana Jones, and I'm in yeah. I mean, look, I'm going, I'm, I'm going you, to the like, movies like every week this summer. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good summer for the theaters. You know, <laughs> you know, 
So yeah. they're going to give me for at least one ticket, you know? Oh, you and know? fuck you, <laughs> Nintendo, for trying to charge $30 to buy Mario. Suck my fucking dick. I won't $30? do it. $30? Digitally. Fuck you, Nintendo. Not doing it. When it's $14, we might talk. But until then, I, I, I you got my Jeez. ticket money at the theater, but you're not getting my, my, oh, my next go, round of it. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck you, Miyamoto. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. You know you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.